It was shot in Western Australia near, like, they go, this is a hellscape po- post-nuclear. <laughs> like, the people that live there now in that <laughs> yeah, normal yeah, area yeah. where they filmed, yeah. like, near Mika Thara and shit, they're out there going, like, this would be, if everything ended and there's a nuclear war, you'd live somewhere like this. And yeah. there were families that were across the park living there, <laughs> looking, what are they, why are they filming it? And going, like, in a post-apocalyptic world, all hope is lost. And they're in a caravan going, what are they filming over there, Jim? What are they filming? Why, why won't our pineapples grow? We're trying to grow pineapples out here. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you acting on your best behavior. Turn your back on Mother Nature. Everybody wants to rule the world. Um, you're insane. Not sending you anything. Okay. Where is this fucking? Can't hear you, you piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about now? I can, man. Why do you keep fucking jarring the button? I'm trying to record the fucking podcast, you dog cunt. Mate, you're putting you're putting me in. I feel like I'm having a nervous breakdown. You should be having a nervous breakdown. You're freaking out about nothing. I'm trying to get it sorted. Right. I know, but why do you do so much tinkering? Just plug it I'm in and press tinkering. on. I'm not tinkering. That's not that's not how this fucking works. Tinkering. Dude, this is going to be a very bad pod. I'm in a <laughs> I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> I'm starting uh, to resent the pod. It's like when your your you boss goes to you and said this every fucking week. No, but you know, it's like coming and work on Saturday. I'm like, this is like a coal shift now. <laughs> it's like, oh for fuck's sake, how much time do I have to do on this shit? How many hours do we have to talk? I don't have anything to say, man. Everyone's boring. Every idea has been said before. All right, well, We're let's... all a mimi cry of other people's thoughts. You know what? I was talking to Sam Campbell about it. Can you hear that? Mate, yeah, thanks. But I was like right in the middle of a story, mate. Can't hear it. Can't fucking hear it. We've got people watching live now. We've got to do the end for a live I can't hear the fucking music. <laughs> I don't hear it. Really? Fuck, you You know, man. It's fucking, you're driving. I'm about to fucking quit the pod, hey. <laughs> I actually might quit. <laughs> All right, here we go. It's done. I don't know what your game is, but you jamming buttons is so frustrating, dude. Right now it's that vibe, you know, when you're at the bank and there's some fuckhead counting out pennies and I'm like, get the fuck out of here. What the fuck? Yeah, great is that? Jam- People in the chat are blaming you. People are saying, oh, does Wolfie's shit ever work? (laughs) Dude, it's like um, jamming. It's like watching a woman, you know, like an old granny count out uh, pennies to pay for a thing. And she's like, hey, so how's your week been? I'm like, get on! IGA, you know when they you know when they try and make small talk and there's a big line? Fuck it annoys me. They count out their pennies and then they're like, oh, we're having a barbecue, that's why we're getting all the meat. I'm like, (laughs) fuck. This isn't the Lonely Hearts Club. Put that shit in your trolley and fuck off. Like, I don't want to... Do you know, have you had that where you're shopping and someone starts engaging in small talk while there's a line? Oh, like to the shop assistant. Oh, my Jeffrey. My Jeffrey's coming. He's been away. He was in Afghanistan. He fought in the war. And then they got to go, oh, 
thank you for his service. And she goes, yes, he's a brave man. And we're going to have, we're going to put on fucking sausages and I'm making my special jam, jam roll or whatever the fuck. He loves it. He loves that jam roll. I put fucking strawberry jam in, um, in those, uh, a Woolies cake, a floured, uh, floured, you know, those powdered Woolies cakes. Yes. Yes. I put that. He loves it. He'll gobble it all up and then we'll chat. But he is a bit depressed. He's got PTS. And there are a lot of holes in his bedroom from the wall. Every time I slam a door, he thinks a gun's been fired. I'm like, I want to get my chalk milk now. I want to buy it. Move. Don't. Put your- do you know those people that have jam jars? Aren't you just using the um? Aren't you just using the self serve checkout? Like, why are you having to put yourself in this situation? No, I, I go to a smaller one nearby. But you know what I love is uh, oh, like a smaller supermarket. Tap on, tap off. Yeah. Uh, that you know the contactless cards destroyed a lot of lonely people's life because they're like, oh, I went to get my fucking my scratch and win, but it's so fast now, like they can't capture. <laughs> human connection yeah, it's like yeah. you're done and they're like oh 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 i had a shower i did a, i got my perm i'm wearing my best dress like this is my entire day's activity what, what, what? and they're like yeah dude it's contactless now like imagine them at self-serves because a lot of old people their whole day yeah the whole thing is just they want to go somewhere and have a chat they go to the bakery and then they're gonna go, they to, go the to the post office, office and, yeah. and they're like dude you can do this online and they go like nah you know i prefer to go down there because otherwise i'm just in my one bed flat with my dog do you know that's basically my life is this poor fucking 15 year old staff member has to endure my combo <laughs> I'm like, if you're reaching out at a shop, you need to understand that people are not interested in you. Do you know what I mean? No one's making any effort to speak to you. Well, I had this thought as well, right? If you're at a, if you're at a restaurant uh, and you have to get your phone torch out to read the menu, they don't want you at that restaurant. Like- Mate, they, they don't want you there. You're reading glasses. But uh, I was thinking about it. Even young people were sucked. I was talking to Sam Campbell about it and we were like, if you eliminate, if you put a vet on people, like they couldn't talk about exercise and eating, they virtually have no personality. Mm. Do you know how they're always like, I'm on this tuck and keto, I'm exercising, and then they'll just quote a few articles from the newspaper. How is your keto going? <laughs> Mate, I've lost uh, 12 <laughs> kilograms. Really? But it sent me batshit crazy. Like <laughs> I have no carbs, so my brain's virtually shut down. It's like a pilot yeah. light. Yeah, that is But I'm problem. looking hot. But I'm feeling dead on the inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can strip off. Dude, I've realized on this shit, if you just have sausages with uh, sour cream, I can lose <laughs> about a kilo every hour. Like I, I could basically, I think I can get down to what it, you pick a number yeah. and I'll fucking get to it. Or well, it's 30, like 3,500 calories per kilogram, right? If you can maintain that sort of deficiency. I think I can get back. I can ultimately get to the weight of just my bones. Whatever my bones, <laughs> bones weigh, if you weigh those. I reckon I can get You're to that. Skeletal. So they'll be like, your bones combined weigh about 37 kilos. I reckon I can get to 40 kilos <laughs> and just have hair. The hair yeah. we didn't factor in for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the eyes. But brain. man, don't you think this combo thing, it's a good thing. Like if you tell, uh, Campbell was telling me even this fucking Julian, some big guy from um, Flight of the Cod. No, no. What was that one with Noel Jermaine. Fielding in? Oh, Russell Brand. No, you know, Noel Fielding's... Uh, Mighty Boosh? Yeah, Mighty Boosh, the okay. other, Julian, the other whatever his name is. Yeah. And he said he went round to his house and 
It, it, even he's the same. It was him and his wife talking about food. We've got this new fucking air fryer and we're doing these steam veggies. It's really changed things. The spiral meter, you can turn uh, cucumbers into almost like zucchini can become like a noodle. I'm like, even him, a creative genius, when push comes to shove, is rudimentary and like is just pedestrian chat about eating. Well, yeah, but like, about, what does Cambo want to talk about? You know what I mean? Like, what are well, they? Well, I'm just saying it's sort of like um, it's like a bodily function. It's like calling people in when you've done a shit and go like, look, I've been doing shits. Some are smooth, some are big. I'm like, you just push food in your mouth to survive. I'm like, I, I just basically want a nutrient-rich sludge that I just ate to survive. Have you ever considered the Soylent Green thing, like going on that? Doing what? What's Soylent Green? Soylent Green, it's like a, it, it is what you've described. It's a paste that people subsist off. It's like oh, yeah, a, man, that's what, I, that's what I want. Dude. Well, yeah, but you can get it. That's what I mean. Why don't you get it? Do it. Live it. Mate, because I've realized most combo is basically, it was almost like an app just uploading photos of your shit. I'm like, it's a bodily function. You, has it really come to this? You don't have any idea and, you, you know, like a creative thought. You're just basically going, you know, and it's changed my life. I do F45 and then I'm doing a walk and I do a swim. I'm like, well, what, what, but what are you doing? <laughs> but what are you doing? Like, that's just fucking maintenance. I don't tell you I brush my teeth. Everyone eats. You don't have to make it a fucking combo piece. I don't care that you had a fucking um, chicken roll for lunch and it was amazing. Well, what are the like? What are the small talk topics? You've yeah, you've got exercise for, and diet. You got weather, exercise, eating, weather, and then the only time it's really interesting is a divorce or a drug problem or they lost a lot of money gambling. Well, that's that. But yeah, we're out of small talk then, though, aren't we? That's that's into big talk. You got to go. What what other small big talk? talk? And okay, the other thing I've noticed a lot of people is just quote the newspaper like opinion pieces. Yeah, and they go, "It's interesting. You should say that about Warner." And one of the things I thought, he has got captain potential. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I read it in the West Australian. That was an opinion piece on page thirty. Are you really? Are you really thinking you're going to fucking quote an article to me and pretend it's your personality? Like, <laughs> fuck you. Think of an idea. The other thing they do is quote uh, podcasts. Now Rogan, that's all I ever hear. It's fucking Joe Rogan's yeah. opinion. My barber's big on Rogan. And they're like, you know what's interesting is sleep. It, I, I, I've thought a lot about it. And, it's, and I'm like, you're quoting the sleep expert episode. 1,134, five minute mark. I remember it. I've got a good memory. Yes, I preferred it when the professor said that rather than when you tried to fucking copy it and pretend you had come up with it to make people think you're clever. I'm like, you didn't even come up with the idea, mate. You memorised. You're a fucking carrier pigeon. You took another idea, flew it, and then took it somewhere where that person wasn't and claimed credit for an original thought. Well, I think that uh, sports... Like sports, sports are never gonna reclaim uh, like the the viewership and the audience and and everything that they had because it used to be that was uh, like that was a way of of uh, like you know like belonging to something with like, oh the Broncos I love the Broncos and that's we my thing. We're part of the Broncos, but now and they're like even though you're living in a caravan, you're like <laughs> come on, we fucking won, mate, we won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like you're you're in a caravan. Your life sucks, but you're like, oh, I'm a Bronco. And it's I, because I spent $19 on a set of colours that hang over my bed. I'm a fucking Bronco to the... I'll fight you, cunt. I'm a fucking Bronco. No, you're not. Even the players move at the drop of a hat for a contract. None of them even grow up in that area. They it's don't like, care. They don't it's 12 mil and they go like, where you going? You're a Bronco. And he's like, someone offered me 50 grand more. I'm going to fucking throw your set of pastel colours. It's basically crayons, dude. <laughs> 
you've got crayon colours and yep. then people associate a victory. And I'm like, you didn't train. All you did is have a pie and watch someone else achieve something. And because they wanted to monetize it, they made you feel like you're part of it. Like, yeah. oh, oh, I'm part, it's from our region. I'm like, that's weird. They all look Sudanese. None of these cunts look like they come from fucking Bronco land. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. We shipped him over from Perth. He has no, he, he doesn't want to be here. He's homesick every day because he wants to go back to Darwin. And he's now living here with your shit colours on and hating it for money, for profit. Anyway, my original point was that that doesn't exist and that doesn't need to exist anymore because you can splinter off into even more fractured subcultures like those weird QAnon people. It's like you've got, like even within that, it's like you've got Trump, right? And you've got the Trump supporters and the Republicans uh, who who hate him over here. And then over the other side, you've got these QAnon people who are like, there's going to be a military coup, there's going to be a blackout, they're going to have choppers come in and Joe Biden's going to get shot in the head and we're all, it's all going to be great. It's going to be exactly what we wanted. Like you can, you can go so deep and drill down so hard. Like you can just belong to some weird like anime tabletop thing. Oh, mate, that's the thing. You can get niche things. Do you know what I like though is that they, they are all in on shit. Do you know what I mean? So they'll go Trump and then Trump's like uh, molested someone in the sports locker or whatever the fuck he did. (laughs) And they're really religious lady, but they're like, I love Trump. And then they just sort of get flabbergasted. They're like, what? I'm like, the Broncos, you know, when they pack rape someone. And they're like, ah, ah, I love the Broncos. I'm in on everything. I'm like, it's so uh, rudimentary to, even politics is crazy to me that people just blindly pick to, like in Australia, liberal labour. Like that, yeah. that is caters for you. Do you know, yeah. because if you're on a plane and they just offer you chicken and beef, you're furious. You're like, I want fucking sushi. You want the subgroups is what I'm saying, man. But I don't, if you're a dummy, you identify with big colour brackets. Do you know what mm. I mean? You're like, I love Bronco. I love the liberals. And, and then you're like, that's weird. Like, but you're a... You're a logger or, you, you're, you know, you're an environmentalist. What about the logging? And they're like, I love it. Abbott, he's good, eh? I'm like, it's directly affecting your life. You lost your job because he cut uh, tariff. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and they, but they just ignore it. But that's why you need these subgroups, dude. There's going to be little pocket, pockets of groups. Yeah, it's weird that that hasn't happened more with politics, I suppose, that people just jump on board one of the big colours and they're like, I love this colour, it's great, and they stay with the colour when uh, everything else, like, no one gives a fuck about the Broncos or the, or the, what was the Perth one where they made up the song for it? <laughs> oh, mate, this is the thing. And do you know what I like is uh, even, um, yeah, yeah, Labour, this was Labour, they were so conflicted because there were Labour voters with Shorten the last time and he was going to remove negative gearing. Yeah. And they were like, oh, we love Shorten. But then when you went to the polls, it meant that a lot of people turned coat, but they just couldn't admit it publicly because they were <laughs> like, oh, I want a fucking negative gear. I'm a lawnmower man. I've got heaps <laughs> of little units. And, and they would have had that shaky hand going, it's me Broncos. But I bet when they wrote on that form, they were like, fucking Morrison. I want my fucking cats. Do you know? But they would never admit it. Yeah, but like you would, like you would go to a, uh, you go to a Broncos game, but you'd never let your kid hang out with one of the Broncos on their own because you're worried that they're going to get raped. Oh yeah, yeah, totally, man. And it's like, no, I they're like great boys, moment. man. They did a good job on the field. It's like, but oh no, no, I wouldn't let Sally now. I'm not a million. Dude, years. I liked all the raps of the ranks because Labor was meant to be a steward the last election, and everyone had the scarf. But the truth is, they all sold out in the, the polls. 
Mm. They in the, the voting booth. They were like, love the Broncos, love it. But they, they had the scarf on, but then really they had a pair of jocks for the other team <laughs> underneath. <laughs> they just wanted to be yeah. still having beers. Oh, I'm Devo, we didn't get in. There would be a lot of people at after parties. I'm Devo, I don't know what happened. And they would be like licking their lips. They knew they lied, <laughs> that they voted to protect their property. Do you know what I mean? And they're, they're still at the rally. We're going to fucking march at dawn. Credit scores, mortgages, paperwork, nine to five, dental appointments, family holidays. Aren't you sick of the rat race? Hi, I'm Andrew Wolf for the Back to Basics Political Party, proud owner of a brand new bulldozer. And I'm here to work for you. Sick of it all? Your neighbors are up until 3 a.m. singing karaoke? The ATO is watching everything you do? And your ex-wife stole the kids and fled into state? A vote for the Back to Basics Party is a vote for a better life with me, Andrew Wolf. Authorized by A. Wolf, Back to Basics Party Australia, Canberra. But dude, but what even happens, man? Like, you know what I find weird with politics? People are so emotional about it, but nothing ever changes. No, of course like, not. Like, they both well, like, what, what's What's Scott Morrison's, like, big idea, you know? like what's They his- have no idea, and the, <laughs> the core is it's 80% the same shit. Tax system seems the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the health, the approaches, there's slight tweaking. But Do you know you, what I mean? It's wouldn't like you think sit- that, like, if you, were, if you were angling for that job, if you were angling for the big chair, that you would have some... Like you'd have something, a platform, something. You'd be Dude. like, "Oh, we want to get this done," but like, there's, there's, there's nothing. There's no, there's no like, we're going to put this in place. We're going to do X. We're going to do Y. There's no None Elon Musk going like, "Dude, we're reinventing the whole vehicle." It's more. They both get in the fucking Nissan, and one has the aircon at eight, and the other has it at nine. Everything else stays the same. <laughs> they drive on the highway. There's still seatbelts. The regulation. The heart. They just going like, "Oh, I like to have my music at 11. And Labor likes it at nine. And then people go, oh, I will fucking fight you if you put 94.5 at nine. I will fucking smoke you, dickhead. That's what it's about. I'm like, the whole fucking car needs to be re-engineered. But no, I don't understand because they innovate in every business, right? Mm -hmm. But politics just remains stock. Yeah, but at least some, like, at least some... uh some get into power and they're like, all right, we're going to start a war. We're going to start death camps. There's going to be gulags, you know? But, like, that's – like, there's, Scotty's got nothing. Dude, they <laughs> never come in and just go crazy and go, we're replacing our currency with crypto. This is changing. Yeah, yeah. We're, it's all getting AI. Um, we're, we're getting dispensing this entire fucking tax system's gone. We're going to see what happens. And you know what? Fuck it. We've got some unemployed people. We're going to go and try fucking take over Cameroon. <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> and they're like, why are you doing that? And I'm like, I'm going to fucking go in Africa and just fucking poison their water and steal their resources. And you run with that. Imagine that, your platform. And they go, what are you going to do? Re- innovate tax, <laughs> but most of all, I'm going to go and poison third world countries and steal resources. And they'll be like, what the fuck? I'm like, dude, we'll go out, we'll give them these care packages that we drop into the desert, but they're actually fucking cyanide and they just die. And then I come in and we'll just uh, mine, mine what's left of Africa. Man, imagine That's- the Australasian Unification Party, you know? They, someone gets into power and it's like, what your, what's your platform? It's like, yeah, education's important. Um, we're going to tax, tax the rich and we're going we're gonna to conquer New Zealand and make them a, oh, mate, make them a slave state. <laughs> you say, look, I want a world war. And I, I, you know what? We haven't planned, right? We've been selling our resources 
And I thought, let's fuck New Zealand up. They've got that kind-hearted <laughs> woman, the lady. What's her name? Jacinda. We're going to take Jacinda. Jacinda. She's going to be a head on a stick. Oh, and they go, oh, she's so compassionate. Well, let's see how she is when we storm the beaches and start <laughs> fucking just pillaging. Yeah, and yeah. we go like, oh, she, is she equipped for it? Is she equipped for it? <laughs> we're just slashing throats just down on the beach. Just going like, we're taking over. You know, because she's so calm and collected. But the thing is, they, there's no chaos. Do you know the, the true sign of a leader would be when you're put into... Well, I suppose with COVID, she handled it well. But the yeah. truth is, Australia and New Zealand, had um, they're isolated. So it's total garbage. They're <laughs> like, we've totally... We've done it. We've locked it out. I'm like, yeah, the ocean's locked it out, you dumb fuck. <laughs> the fucking ocean actually did all your work. New Zealand did at least implement... They were like, okay, we're going to, going to do a hard lockdown for oh, four mate, weeks the, immediately. They're surrounded by the ocean. Yeah, and I only know. Ho- only, only Lord of the Rings fans go there or people <laughs> for, for hiking. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's not a hub. Like uh, London's a financial hey, hub with no, a bank. You have, to, you have to go through Christchurch if you want to get to Antarctica. So there's a yeah, lot of important maybe. scientific research. No, you can go off from South going. America, dude. No, they smart. don't, though, do they? Argentina. They don't. They don't have. Uh, they don't, South America doesn't have an Antarctic center, do they? Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, um, they, they're not a hub. Like, Hong Kong or whatever, there's banking. There's requirements. Uh, we actually have, uh, we actually have the America's Cup, actually. In, uh, oh, dude, in yeah, Auckland. we're coming to New Zealand to uh, because I'm head at HSBC and we need to obviously uh, transact. Uh, she's like, oh, we're just going to have to stop a couple of backpackers and retirees from doing hikes in the mountains. Like, no one's coming there for commerce, right? So it's very easy to shut it down. No one's going there to do a fucking deal to rinse out... Um, Iron ore or some shit, maybe. You know what I mean? There's, there's, no, there's no real ore. trade. Like, what do these cunts produce? Sheep. Just fucking happy memories and, uh, from Lord of the Rings? Well, although, you know, like, <laughs> we at least have been funneling money into secondary industry while Australia's going like, oh, I hope there's more fucking gold around here somewhere because we are starting to run out and it is starting to get dire. <laughs> there's, no, tr- there's no secondary industry. It's just pro- like, what have we got in the ground that we could sell to someone? Dude, it's, it's, <laughs> Australia is like a degenerate gambler or a meth head they're yeah. selling, you it's know, pouring off their fucking Going family out of their relative's island. house and like taking shit out of, Dude, out of the socket. They're stealing shit and they basically, you're, you sell the family car <laughs> and then they're going to the casino and going, and we're like, how are you going to get to fucking school on Monday, you dumb cunt? Like there's no plan. Australia's just fucking hawking everything. Oh, the family jewels, take them, take them. I've got a blanket, that's all I need. I got a blanket and I bought a big fucking roast tonight with the money from the my family heirloom, the, the special ring that's been passed down for a thousand years. I handed it to someone for $30 and a fucking UDL. You stupid fucks. Why are they so dumb, man? Because we could have um we could just have produced still, mm. right? And yeah. and been the main producer. But Set up we are actually that naive. We go like ship it on a boat yes. and then it gets turned into something and then shipped back to us at a premium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like, like, oh, oh you know, trade. It's trade. We're doing a great job at trade. It trades so Let's good. Let's carry all our stuff to them. Then they polish it up and then we'll buy it at a premium back. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we get a, a rock, then they shine it and then we go, oh, it's a jewel. We'll pay our premium now. And that's the, <laughs> the entire working model. We, we had the sheep's back. Riding on the sheep's back. Now the resources, digging up everything we've got. 
I'm like, there's no plan. There's just Scotty Morrison and Shorten spraying around. <laughs> I, I don't even know what they talk about. Like, wh- what do they even do, these cunts? Like, I don't see any real change on anything. No. What have they fucking changed? Even, even the, fucking like, the simple things that should be implemented, like the NBN. It's like, that, like someone comes in with a, sl- a, a mild vision, you know? And they go, oh, mm. we should have internet. And the next person has to come in and go, oh, no. No, the uh, the internet co- it costs too much. It's not gonna work. We're gonna we're gonna yeah, break yeah. it down. We're gonna take the, we're gonna use more copper. Everyone loves copper. Remember the copper? We got copper. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, use you... copper. And they're like, what? What the fuck are you talking? No copper. And then they they fucking dismantle everything. Dude, it takes NBN's eight been more years. Unmitigated disaster because I um, it finally came to my house in the Netherlands and I realized um. There's fl- faster ways of getting the net now. Like, mm. do you know, you do in the air. Like, I've got Pentanet here, and it's a faster. The MBN's fucking already obsolete. By the time it hit my house, it was like no one wants this anymore. You fucking yeah. idiot. Because it was supposed you to be here seven tunnels. years ago. It was supposed to be seven years ago that it arrived. So Australia had a and, chance. And no one gets worried, right? Because they all vote in and go. It's all about change. Fuck that shortened guy. He's gonna fucking rape your dog. Fuck uh, Morrison, he's a rapist. Do you know? And I'm like, the the only working model that we have of them is the NBN, which just shows incompetence across the board, like yeah. bureaucracy yeah. manifest the worst. They they can't fucking organise. Um, uh, what, what's that thing? Can't get a root in a brothel or some shit. Whatever the saying is. <laughs> yep, that's right. But anyway, man, can't get a root in a brothel. <laughs> But a war would be good. I think that would be great. A war, man. Like, like uh, the big, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, Queenstown, Wanaka, that sort of area yeah, yeah. in New Zealand. Um, because uh, that 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 place had been propped up on tourism dollars in such a massive, massive way that when COVID hit, uh, and all those backpackers had to go home and they couldn't work in the restaurants anymore, uh, and then they, all the restaurants started to close, and then all of the like tourism operators had to start folding as well. All these people who had paid like three times what you should for a house near a lake suddenly yeah. realizing that their uh, their investments in like a in a in a small fucking coffee shop in in Arrowtown weren't viable anymore. And Mate, so, so the whole like this town, whole yeah. inflated industry of Queenstown people like, oh, it's so beautiful. Oh my god, yeah, jet so skiing. beautiful. You know, it's not beautiful, man. You just think maybe maybe there's a chance if you sink a mill in there, uh, the way things are going and like the fact that it's like a hub for tourism, you might be able to pull two mill out in a couple of years. Well, yeah, this is it, man. And they t- But you know what I like about the idea for uh, a war is because of your white privilege, you think you're going to crush it. But I went paintballing once <laughs> and, you know, I just fell to bits because you're out there and then eventually you're running, trying to hide behind trees. You're like, it fucking hurts. I'm like, get get away from me. I remember the instructor, he was shooting me in the back and I was like, these <laughs> the ideas. Instructor? Why was the instructor shooting you in the because back? I was, I, because I'm always an antagonist and I would have been rude to him. Going, ah, you how, old, how old were you? Is this Mate, when I was younger, but okay. I just remember... Like, do you know what I mean? I think I think actually why he got me was because I shot him in the back, even though he's in my team. Like I started, uh, <laughs> I thought it'd be funny. Like if, if it was a friendly fire. I saw yeah. him behind a tree. He thought he was so smart. And I grabbed my gun and just like tried to shoot in the back of the head. But anyway, then he chased me and I was like, 
Do you know these ideas? Yeah, by the way, just what, is, what a pivot from you sounding like the victim to you sounding like a little fuck weasel. You're like, oh, the instructor shot me in the back. Oh, what happened? Oh, I was trying to shoot him in the back of the head and he got angry. I, ba- I bashed him. I bashed dude, him with the back of my right. Dude, he had me on the ground and was shooting me close and it was they bleeding. But the thing was, um, the idea that you're Rambi, <clears throat> Rambo, like as soon as you're in paintball, you know, you, you put your head out mm. and then you just feel poof in the middle of your head and you're like, I'm dead. And you're like, it's totally random. The idea that you're going to be a brave, it's complete just like a thousand lotto tickets. Yeah. Some make it, others, and they go like, oh, Jim, man, he's a fucking, he's a survivor. He did it. But it was just a uh, chance. It's just randomly running through a field. Which is it's why we should spray. really, I think, revoke all of those uh, uh, war medals that were given out to people who stormed the beaches because it's, it's random. It's like if, you, if you watched a, a playback of someone who got one of those medals, what do they got? The pur- They got a Purple Heart here or the fucking yeah. Victoria, Victoria something medal. Or if you, if, you, if you had a camera crew and you could recreate exactly what they did, you'd just see a man running from ditch to ditch screaming in terror and yes. firing wildly in the Dude, air just firing wildly <laughs> and then you just see while um, someone who ran- was while someone who was truly brave ran into the fray killed three of them and then got cut down themselves <laughs> but Jim Jim who's got the medal and he's got it pinned to his chest he's just screaming as he runs from cover to cover watching his friends die Dude and it's total chance like if you ran if you ran full on Statistically, you're probably out. Yeah. So the people that actually came back were probably Cowards. a bit. They were no, they were probably a little bit behind the pack, and they would see, oh, Nigel, oh, Nigel took the bullet to the side of the head because you sort of you were cowering back a bit, well, and being a bit sheepish. Every on the every move to get out of that situation, it's like you see Nigel, he gets shot in the head, and you're like, okay, well, I won't go there, and then you turn to the left and you move that way, and then you look around, and you're like, oh, there's John, and then John gets his leg blowing off, and you go, okay, well, I won't go there, and so you keep, it's like you're trying to, it's finding your way in a maze, but other people coming back going, not this way. It, made it, it makes so much sense, like, how do they come back to normal society, because we're just in the suburbs, nothing happens, you're in a cubicle, <laughs> and you've actually seen someone's head ripped off, you've spent... Eight years in World War Two, or whatever, how long they're in World War Two. You're in Italy, just fucking people dying. You you don't have any savings, and then someone expects you to come back to the city and stand in IGA as a woman counts out fucking <laughs> copper coins and tries to say, "Oh, we, you know what? We're gonna do the jam rolls. Everyone loves me jam rolls. You fucking put jam on bread and bake it, or whatever the fuck they do." Do you know they've? Uh, you know my favorite one is the shit recipe. That's like, do you know where they just put jam into a Woolies cake? You know one of those powdered. Yeah, got, yeah. And all they do is cut it in half and put jam and cream in it, and mm. then they go, "I made a cake," and I'm like, <laughs> "You made a sandwich, you dumb fuck." <laughs> He didn't make a cake. And they, everyone loves my sugar cake. My sugar cake is a secret recipe. It's a Woolies cake with a fucking ribbon on it, you fuckface. People eat like that, man. I know. I know. It's disgusting. Dude, and the thing is then they just sit having cups of teas and eating that shit. Like, it really is. Like, life is total garbage, man. Like, <laughs> nothing really happens, eh? <laughs> It just is a fucking... Do you know how you think it's a, oh, it's a dream? And I'm like, it's just absolute shit. It's like a nightmare. You, it's a fucking nightmare. A, you know what you take? You take a, a soul, a consciousness that's put in, and then you monetize it. You train mm-hmm. it to uh, produce something 
for wealthier people. Like I'm like, what is the whole point of this? Do you know what I mean? Like one of the challenges I got at the moment is bringing my head into control so that I can produce product for the, the big economy. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like most of people's life is just output, right? They're just a drone. Well, I mean, like you look at uh, those experiments they do where they're like, oh, we've, look at this. We've trained, we've trained a magpie and they've taken, they get cigarette butts, they pick them up, they put them in this thing and then it spits out a treat for them. So we've trained these magpies to, to collect cigarette yeah. butts and, and, and we're cleaning up the city and they get, they get these little rewards and the, mag, the magpie's happy, everyone's happy. So yeah, but this, that's, this, you're also doing that. Everyone's doing oh, that. That's all like anyone, any of us that. are doing. Is we're wandering around, bumping into fucking cigarette butts and picking them up and going, will someone give me something for the cigarette butt, please? And then when someone does, you go, oh, I'm happy, I'm happy. I'll find another cigarette butt. But replace cigarette butt with your fucking job or whatever the thing is that you're doing. Dude, it's, that's our whole solution. What I love is we never change our behavior or consumption. It's like... They don't try to stop people doing cigarette butts. No. This is what I like with recycling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. don't try to stop people consuming. They just go like, make sure you sort out between your large amount of output. Do you know, like they don't stop you going to Starbucks and having a cu cup. They just say, oh, we're changing the straws. And I'm like, but the big problem is the fact that you're having nine coffees a day, right? <laughs> this is your issue. Yeah, yeah. But they don't fix it. They do the cigarette butt thing and go like, you know what? change that straw and we can change our life. And then they go, and I'm being responsible. I sort through my garbage. I produce about 18,000 tonnes of waste a year, but it's all in filed into different categories. I'm like, well, why don't you fucking drop that down to zero, you fuckhead, and not recycle? Yeah, I just think like the, the idea that no change to consumption, because whoa, betide, you can't do that because it will, it will stall the entire economy. Mm -hmm. And then everyone moralising, going like, you know what? I'm fucking, I'm putting out my porch light earlier. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I turn it off earlier and, and we try, you know what I mean? The gas heater, we try... Well, do you think, you know, think the recycling guy is pissed off? Because the, the do you think the original recycling guy is pissed off? Because they were like, okay, cool. Well, we've got this. We've got this format. We know how we can kind of start to solve this problem: reduce, mm. reuse, recycle. And then these other, the, the first two things everyone says, but no one does. And then the third one is just more trucks rolling around with like yeah. bigger dude, compartments. Dude, the thing is, and what it does is they moralize about it, but. The, the core problem is the consumption, the, the, the fact that you could make a coffee at home. This is what you could do, right? You could make a fucking instant coffee at home, but everyone, they're all in their fucking, you know, they're, they're active wear, talking about how they're saving the planet. But you're having nine coffees a day, you fucking turd. <laughs> Oh, I suppose they do. They keep cups. Well, but but fuck the individual. Go go to the go to the company and like it's it, like corporate corporate waste is so much fucking bigger than anyone else's waste. And how could anyone realistically be expected to avoid participating in the system uh, that is designed to make you participate Dude, in it? Like the pollution from corporations is everywhere. And then, oh, but, but then people are like, oh, if, oh, you didn't you didn't sort your recycling. It's like me. What about fucking? What about Nestle? What about you oh, do something yeah, yeah. about them? What the fuck? Why is this falling back on my shoulders? They do it on a broad scale. All we're doing is, you know, having some uh, a, a couple of jam donuts and, you know, like tiny little things <laughs> and then recycling. But 
Do you know how I'm saying? But how much more blo- how much more sense would it make, right? To go like, okay, well you've got a you've got a supermarket or or, or a gro- uh, a, a convenience store, and you wander in there and they don't have fu- uh, sh- like fucking sh- fridges full of uh, full of shit. They've got them in bags with taps, and they go up and go, yeah, press this button, put your cup under there, the one that Dude, you carry around with you all the, the time, best, man. and then it squirts, and then you take it away with you. Dude, or actually what you do is you just, it's like a petrol station. You go, you put the Bowser in your mouth and they pump uh, nutrient-rich <laughs> jello in. You, you don't even have food and then you can't talk about that anymore. You just get this weird nutrient list and you're just like, yeah, fill her up. And you just suck that and then there's no waste. You just go through Bowser's as you go off to your job. But you know what I like about the pollution? It's not monitored right with corporations. They just have... Uh, chimney stacks yeah. pumping shit out. The, the one I thought about this week was the flies are so bad in Western Australia. They're ridiculous. We got flies, but I'm like, yeah, it's because of agriculture, right? With uh, cattle. They just left to ro- roam wildly. There's thousands of them destroying all the native thing and then doing shits which make it a breeding ground for flies so then when i'm eating i've got eighteen thousand flies in my face i'm like how's that not a pollution how's that cattle farmer not paying me a fucking tax because i have to sit inside during the day i'm like i can't even i can't eat outside because this cunt's got nine billion shits just sitting out in the desert breeding so that fly numbers have probably gone from up at 100,000 fold. I'm like, that is the same as smoke out of a chimney, but they don't pay for it. And they go, oh, we're struggling to make ends meet with the cattle farm. I'm like, well, you know what? You're actually a loss maker if you fucking pay for the flies you cause, you cunts. How are Clean farmers, up your shit. How, farm, how do farmers fall consistently into either a category of like, they're like, yeah, yeah, no, farmers, it's, it's been going all right. And then they pull out and they're Bentley and you're going, what the fuck is this guy? Dude, with? you know why? Going, they, what the fuck? Or they're like, oh, no, there's a drought. We, yeah, we, we're, trying, we're trying to grow bananas and it turns out they don't grow here. And they go, oh, we need a handout. Subsidy, please. These guys don't budget. They're in a cyclical business. I'm like, hey, seven year cycle, right? You're going to have a drought. So this year, you know, when you made eight mil, <laughs> fucking put some into a piggy bank, you cunt. Don't come down to Coles. And then I'm like, oh, it's a, oh it's a, there's, been a, there's been a drought. I'm like, yeah, Australia's a desert. You shouldn't even be growing watermelons in the middle of, near Ayers Rock, you fucking... It seems impossible. Oh. It seems impossible that you could grow them here, honestly, John. We don't know how you've pulled it off for the past few years. How Dude. many tonnes of water did you say it took for you piping in from Sydney to be able to grow these fucking watermelons in the middle of the desert? How did you... In the Simpson Desert, how did you grow... A fucking avocado. You fucking... <laughs> how did you do it? It's red brick and you're like, fuck, I'm struggling, man. And then, you know, they're so entitled. Do you, do you know how many Do you know how many bottles of water it takes to grow these avocados? And you're going like, what? Dude, yeah, I'm like, We've what? got a shipment coming in. We've got, we've got three million bottles every month coming in from Nestle Direct and we've got to Dude, we've pour got them Evian. by hand out there. <laughs> yeah, we've got San Pally. We, we can't even afford this. We've, we've bought all the air. We're going to have San Pellegrino come out. They're flowing in directly from Italy and they just lightly crop dust the avocados dude what if we really if we had our way it'd be sparkling water but you know we've had to cut costs so we're doing just natural water the sparkling water really gives it a kick 
We're p- p- pouring out of those bottles and then burying them in the desert. But what you know what the thing is, they want what the an inefficient out. fucking country this is, man. Where it's like we've put you've pulled all the raw materials out of the ground and shipped them off somewhere else instead of importing, uh, like instead of trading those raw materials for food. <laughs> some someone out in the desert has decided they're going to grow rock melons at a loss and then stand outside of coals with a fucking hat with their hat in their hand. <laughs> Dude, they got coals and they're like, uh, they like, you know how hot it is out in the desert, how harsh it is? I'm like, you went to the desert. You walked off from the city and you went to grow pineapples near Ayers Rock and then you're emailing me going like, oi, dude, this hasn't worked out. This is fucking stressful out here. Can you send me some money? And they're like, by the way, can you send me a wife? Farmer wants a wife. Because there's no girls out here. I've got, there's no girls. I can't find my soulmate out near Ayers Rock. I haven't seen a woman. So send her out. Send this poor city girl is going to come and watch you fucking live your delusion of growing pineapples next to Ayers Rock. <laughs> and then COVID hits and COVID hits and, uh, and, you've got, and the farmers, they're going, oh, but what about, what about our free access to labor that we had through an incentivized visa scheme? Like, what about, what about all the people from the UK who we had picking fruits for us at, uh, honestly, uh, a, a daily wage that is, is, would have, is, it should be financially unviable if it wasn't for the fact that we're basically using slave labor. Well, this is the thing. The, the problem is we're too kind. Chinese, happy to have slaves. And what we really need to do is have that. Trick a few people. And you go like, anyone with a Bronco. We had slaves, man. We had, we, had, uh, we had people who wanted to live here coming over and be like, yeah, you can stay for 12 months, mate. But you gotta do, you got to do three months on a farm, though. What do you go? Yeah, you got to go pick berries on a farm. And then one of them gets mad and they put a fucking needle in a strawberry. And they're like, these Fucking immigrants should be oh, deported. That's so clever. <laughs> no, he's, a, he's furious. He's like, what the fuck is it? I was coming for the overseas experience holiday of a lifetime and I'm stuck out here in fucking Gundawindi fucking picking fruit for some farmer who's driving a Dude, Bentley. Dude, it makes you realise that people are good though because you would think there'd be a lot of copycats. When I hear, oh, I put a fucking needle in a strawberry, I'm like, once that happened once, yeah. you'd think like, fuck. It just happened all the time. It's like that idea that there's a razor blade on the slide. You'd just be like, it's an urban legend. And I'm like, why wouldn't I know there might, people must be inherently good because I would be, I would have thought every few weeks someone would be nailed with a strawberry thing because there's some yeah. disgruntled. You, you go to a, you go to a boost juice and you suck one through your cheek. And <laughs> Dude, you know what the funny you thing is? <laughs> you could get slave labor. You get the, any Brisbane Broncos fan and you go, it's for the team. For the team, and you play their their, their anthem, hey oh, hey oh, as they pick fruit and go. This is for the boys. Go the boys. We'll win this year. We will. Man, that would be the move, dude. If you were a Bronco, right? You would. That that would be a great cult of personalities. You you go out and you buy a farm, and then you start inviting uh, inviting supporters to the farm and tell them that they've got to pick berries and help you fucking uh, pour sampali on the on the pineapples. Oh, mate. You know the thing that with any team, if, if anyone can sign up, then it's not a team, right? There should be some people sign up and they're like, no, you're awful for the brand. Fucking keep walking. Like, it's not exclusive. Like, all you have to do is go to uh, Kmart and buy a scarf. So I'm like, mm. it's not, it's nothing. It, it should be that, like, you have to pick some fruit or something or prove that you've done something. You went out. With the Evian waters, you, you you just buying something from a shop and then thinking you're part of the team well, is that, crazy to, to me. To me, it's like, 
uh it's it's so it's so similar to people watching pro wrestling and like believing it and getting really invested in the undertaker and being upset when he retired because it's like you go to a you go to a supermarket around state of origin time and they'll have they they have these packets of chips and it's like like red versus blue who will win like chip versus chip it's like what what the what is just fucking branding man it's like how australia day and anzac day uh like they have specials they're like oh yeah. we've got anzac day specials come on in for our and get, get yourself a chicken palmy for only 12 dollars anzac day and you're like is this what the like, the fucking dick is died for stickers right you, you, no one no one for? thinks that that's uh tacky that you go eat these lamingtons for the diggers and then you, you know like you've got and when you go like nah i fucking hate lamingtons a guy tries to fist fight you that was my fucking great granddad that got lucky out on the fucking warfare yeah. because he was a coward you eat it you eat it do you know what the thing is is there anything more symbolic by the way and more uh, a more beautiful metaphor for um uh Anzac Day is legal to play two up. It's illegal to gamble on two up in a pub, and they also have cockroach racing, which is effectively, uh, effectively what they died for was to race cockroaches. Dude, the thing is, everyone goes, you can't <laughs> be like that. I'm like fucking twisted into was cockroaches watching cockroaches race Dude, for money. And, and you know, all the nerds get involved and go like, the diggers wouldn't like that. The diggers were fucked up with PTSD. <laughs> They'd like anything he did. You getting blind drunk, <laughs> urinating on a flag, that's fucking classic behaviour of someone that's gone through trauma. If you we on a, take a shit on a statue, they'd be like, yeah, fuck that. Because they've spent 10 years with guns going off. But you know what I want is the awards. I feel like the only way to make it merit, you know how they have like bravery awards? Mm. They need the coward award. So for every troop, they're like, who was the weakest? To, to make it of value. You're like, so when they come back, they're not all celebrated. they you, you know, did your granddad go? Yeah, but he got the the cow's award. Do you know what I mean? So he, so that's, not all of them are respected. There's one that's like, look, they've all done a great thing though going out there, man. I was thinking of my granddad and it's like, he went out there for six or seven years. Mm. Way to fuck your life out. Like you don't see your kids. You're just running, being shot at. You can't accumulate wealth or do any property investment all i care about is money i'm like how did he accumulate wealth <laughs> no when negative, he was in the war there's no negative gearing on d-day uh, Dude, but think about that how harsh it is and that's why i take back what i say <laughs> if you went there mate you've done it for us and well, i they fucking did, they did my do head. a coward's award for people who didn't go like you'd have yeah uh, that's right man the, i take the white back that coward thing. thing anyone that's been there is a hero and i've <laughs> actually changed my whole view <laughs> I was trying to just get a joke there, but I'm like, just the fact you went to a shithole and shot, and you, because you're dumb, you don't really know the politics of it all. Or care. They just go shoot those guys. And this was a time where, like, uh, man, imagine trying to bring back conscription now. Like, that would never work. Do you know what you need to stop war? I'm not going. Fuck off. Because, again, this is, it harks back to the Broncos thing. Uh, Your country, that was your team before. You would live and yeah, die yeah. for your country, and now people are like, "No, I'm. I've actually. I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons on Thursday. I'm. <laughs> I actually belong to a different team. I don't really care about the politics." Now the fallacy doesn't work out because you got a, a passport, so you're mm. like, "No, nah, I've been to Dubai. These people are great. I had a fucking great <laughs> yeah. time." Yeah. You know what would kill it all? Because they all mo- they demonize them and go, "It's a monster." Is you have everyone fight, but then you have your families watch on. So as you shoot someone in the head, you can see the. The Muslim guys, uh, kids screaming, oh Daddy! But then 
the reality that they're they're just two dads killing each other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you would you would be like, why the fuck are we doing this? It, because you hide them back at home. You're like, that guy's a monster. He sucks dick. He, he's a rapist. They're a weird religion. He's a fucking pig. But when you <laughs> saw him waving and kissing his son on the head and saying, I hope I make it back, boy. And then they're all in a stadium and you run at each other. And you both have two kids and then you shoot the other one in the head and say he's a monster. And then you look over and see his family, the devastation. But the government makes sure that that's separated. What so in your head, you're just they're, like, they're, they're evil. They fucking, the what they do, they fucking put needles in the end of their dick and rape and they do shits with goats. <laughs> But that basically and that, at mate, the core, and, it, and that's just the Australian army. Wait till mate, you hear <laughs> at the core, at the core, all humans do is just basically eat and talk about food and exercise everywhere. <laughs> like even every country is the same shit. <laughs> Quoting articles, trying to get a house, trying to trying to look after your kids, maybe go to a water park once every six months. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's always the same story. What? Another election year? Liberal and Labor at it again? It's time for a change. It's time for Back to Basics. Hi, I'm Andrew Wolf of the Back to Basics political party and proud owner of a brand new commercial bulldozer. It's time to start again and wipe the slate clean. I'm a regular guy just like you, sitting here on my brand new commercial bulldozer, ready to tear it all down. With or without your vote, I'm ready to bring us all back to zero. We're starting fresh. It'll be like you were never convicted for financial crimes, like you never got all those cavities from ice creams, like she never left with the kids. Authorised by A. Wolf, Back to Basics Party Australia, Canberra. So we can't do these wars, man. Well, that would be a great move, I think. Is what you take... wanted to do in Cameroon was disgusting. No, the Cameroon idea was pretty good. You, but you take the rugby league stadium and you take the teams out. The Broncos aren't in there anymore. What What is that fucking Perth one? The Seagulls or whatever it was? The, the Eagles, the man. Eagles. <laughs> but they're different sports. Yeah, well, all right, they've got their, they've got stadiums, but you take them out and then that's where you that's where you have the wars. You put the you put get a few guns. Dude, you in have there. actual wars and you. you you know what they should do is back in the old days. So like Trump versus China and you're like, okay, well, the two leaders will fight out. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. you're like, we go fuck having all the battles. Whoever wins this, you guys with two, a sword each in a stadium, if you want it so much, you greedy fucks, you two fight to the death. Whoever wins gets the country. Do you know what I mean? But that never happens, but it does in all those old movies where the, the, the Viking will go, I'll fight your leader to save our men, whoever wins. Yeah. Because it's sort of equally matched. Which is a weird, it's like to think that there are so many like hot-headed people standing around and then you see uh, like your brother in arms and this guy that you've been following for, for 15 years as he's led you from from raid to raid and conquering, you know, conquering a small nation. You see him get killed by some other guy and you go, oh, well, I guess I'm his buddy now. So I better. Yeah, but you know <laughs> All right. I'll hand in me Broncos jersey. Give me a, give me another bloody jersey. What color is this? Blue? I'm wearing blue now. Sport, because of like, say in AFL, sal- salary cap and uh, the drafting, yeah. it means that they've actually set up a structure where every team will eventually win. So it's all, you know, sometimes there's a little glitch, mm. someone wins two in a row, but generally, so you're the worst side, now you get the best players, yeah. and you can't have too many good players, and you can't have too many from your region, so they set it up so that if you look, it rotates around. Look, some people drop the ball, they get the good draft pick, they should have won, but they're cowards, so they end up still not winning the flag. Yeah. But I'm saying to you, you invest in a pool where everyone 
it's like kids' sport. You know, the McDonald's award? Yeah. Every kid fucking got it. I got one of that them. Is, that is professional AFL. Everyone gets the flag once because we actually set the system up so that every ca- caravan park gets a fucking happy day once in their life where they can toot their horns and yell. Yeah, I, I don't know how rugby works, um, but I played under eights uh, rugby for a year, which yeah. ruined my Saturdays. Um, and I was the wing and I never scored a try, but I still got a McDonald's award, which was nice. Um, but I, I'm pretty sure a wing is supposed to score tries. I think. I just love, I love that the McDonald's is in there. Like the, <laughs> yeah, the getting in McDonald's there meant so much to me. I go, I got a McDonald's yeah. award, but it's basically just uh, an early taste of the drug, man. Just pushing it in there. I'm like, it's it's so um, dodgy. That yeah. They got involved in kids' oh, have, sport. Have a cheeseburger and an ice cream. Isn't it yummy? Isn't it good? Dude, it's a psychopath that said, you know what we need to do? Kids sport <laughs> will make it an award, so you always identify it with an achievement rather than you know the destruction of your body with crap food. And now you're like, oh, I've had a bad day. I'm going to go and fucking reward myself yeah, with yeah. a happy. Or, ma- or I've had a good day. I better go and fucking reward myself. Dude, <laughs> gotta go in there. Coin. You're like, I don't know why I have so much positive memories <laughs> around McDonald's, but I do remember I was fucking. Uncoordinated, and when I won that hockey award, even though I'd scored three home goals, <laughs> I knew that my life wouldn't be as shit as I thought. Even at age eight, when they were like, and to this week, you've won the thing. I was like, this is fucking bull. I was not player of this match or any other match. I wanted to, I, I was very happy in bed watching cartoons. I don't know why I'm here. I hate that this Dude, has happened to me. <laughs> but you're so happy, but it's not. I knew when I got it, I wasn't the best. It was just that I, I'd ripped it was off your the turn. system. Yeah. I was so stoked. I'm like, sucked in. I got a free meal. <laughs> That's even you better. Get it. There are other kids who deserve the award and you're like, you little fuckhead. I got it. It's my turn. Like, I told you it was rigged. <laughs> you're like, I didn't even, I fucking home goal and I'm getting your reward. I love the world. It's the best place. People, <laughs> you should have one. They should really just be one kid that gets McDonald's every week and then eventually gets fat and gets dropped from the team. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the star. If they didn't, if they didn't dish it out fairly, that your best player would yeah. suddenly become obese and yeah. drop out of sport because he's addicted to Happy Meals, <laughs> and he'd be like, they'd be like, "Oh, what happened? He was one of the best soccer players we ever had. Yeah, oh, he, he won good. too many weeks in a row, he and winning. he's fucking." And we had to keep giving him a cheeseburger. He won so much, he had too many cheeseburgers, and he exploded. He's fucking huge, now. dude. You know what the question is? What's going to happen to people because they're so useless? Like once AI's mm. in. I don't understand when I look at most jobs that just wrote learned um, processes like accounting, engineering. It's just rope learned, right? With mm. a few problem solving, high level problem solving. But I'm like, a computer can do all of that. Yeah. So I'm like, most people are worthless. When you look yeah. at it, they're just uh, they're a memorized script. Uni is just memorizing smart people's ideas and then regurgitating it. This is why it's insane that people think that uh, in 2000 and fucking 50. They're gonna have access. They're gonna be like, "Oh, right, my time for me to retire, superannuation time." Like, no, it's not. The economy won't exist because, dude, and that's it, what it, I'm saying. It has to fail before that. I thought, I thought that we would have eliminated, like, uh, like, not to knock the job, but just because they, these are things that I thought we would have eliminated by now. Truck driving, uh, retail, 
and yeah. uh, and like basic food service would all be would would have all be gone by now because we can. Uh, what's going to happen to these people? Fucking drive itself. Well, you, you need universal basic income, or you have a fucking revolution. No, but I'm saying that's fine. But I'm saying what what do they what do they add? Like once you take away their job, then all they do is just talk about nutrition and exercise. I'm like. These people like are never. Do they come up with an original thought? Uh, m- most of the population are just going to lie around eating sausages. Yeah, but well, that, well yeah. You, eventually, the, I think the ideal is that uh, these people can just kind of be like a like a lizard on a rock. You know, like, it's like, oh, where am I going to go lie in the sun today? <laughs> you just have them go lie in the sun somewhere, mate. Because that's what I'm thinking. Because uh, it's uh, Albert Einstein that said, "Imagination's greater than knowledge," which is true, right? It's mm. like Coming up with an That's original right, thought. Wolfie. Is, we are more important than scientists. You and me. No, no but I'm just saying, coming up with an I- original thought is everything. Yeah. Memorizing someone else's thought, which is all most people are, is worthless because you're just a memory memory cry of someone else's ideas. So you're basically an opinion piece you read from the West, yeah. and then eventually, once your job goes and your job sucks, you eventually your ego grows into the job. Oh, I'm so good at this. Yeah, it's called repetition, cunt. You're not actually good at anything. you just done it for 15 years. I'm like, I'm so good at engineering. I'm like, that's what happens when that's all you do over and over. You're not smart. You didn't pick it up quickly. You did it for 15 years and eventually you knew how to start the weird looking car with your own key because you had done it day, 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 over and over. But then I'm like, you turned yourself into a robot, right? Mm. What you, you're, You've become, once you, but I like it because people have egos. They're like, yeah, I'm fucking cracker. Good at this job. I'm like, yeah, you should be. It's all you do. I'm like, you'd have to be a real dumb cunt to work at a job for 15 years and be shit at it. Why is your ego getting elevated? You've just fucking, you, you, you know, you shell a thousand peas, you're going to be fast at it. I, I don't know why you're emotionally invested and think that you're good. I suppose it shows a commitment and work. I don't want to be too no, mean to no, everyone. No, who cares? Like, what, what are these, these, people don't, these people never think that this is about them anyway. No one's going to listen to this and go like, oh... That's me. A wolf is attacking me. Like he's gonna be like, yeah, but I'm a special engineer. I'm a very special one, indeed. I'm oh a, yeah, I remember that project that came up and I had to build a bridge, and I thought to put those trusses in there. I'm very special. I'm a very special boy. I put the trusses in there, and then the bridge didn't fall down. I'm a very special boy, dude. And they've got like uh, engineers have like a uh, thirty or forty percent. Um error rate because they know that people are dumb cunts and get the maths wrong. So they, they've got like an overarching catch, like a kitty proof it because they know yeah. like, well, most of these cunts got 60%. So we've got to get 40% error because the fuckhead will have his calculator the wrong way. But you know what I actually find funny is the ego because we compete against each other at uni and you go, I did well. I got 80%. I'm like, dude, you're memorizing facts. You should yeah. have got a hundred. I'm like, aren't you angry? that your brain is not capable. <laughs> you read a book yeah. and you can't remember all of it. And you go like, oh, I got 60%. I'm like, so you read a book and you can only remember 60% of it. I'm like, that is fucking humiliating. That is so much shame. Yeah, you could only apply 60% of the knowledge that you were supposed to have accumulated Dude, over this time. That's what I'm saying. You got an instruction manual and you come out and you get 51%, which means 49% of it you either can't remember or you don't understand. And then you graduate and become an engineer. It's, it's insane to me. Well, it's kind of like there's, there's three bits, right? You've got, uh, you've got like a bachelor's, which is just memorizing. 
and you've got a master's, which is uh, we need someone to help the people who are doing PhD stuff. And you get a PhD, yeah. which is like, okay, now you're allowed to write an article about something. Like, if you can you come up with something for us that's new, please? And you're like, yeah, I wonder what it Dude, would be Dude, they never like. do, though. They never do. There's been so much tra- transition in finance, right? Cryptocurrency, every, algorithms, things that are trading. Mm. But I still looked at Ball and Brown, uh, the original sort of Adam Smith, economic, nothing's been updated. No one has written any new theory. Do you know, it's hardly evolved. I went back there, like, do you know, it's all from the 50s and 60s. Yeah. There's, there's not, like, been any innovation in finance, and yet every month and every year they say, we've got a new course. We've got black and skulls packaged in a different way, <laughs> and you're going to learn that, and you're going to learn about, do you know what I mean? Like, every course I've done since year 11 on economics and accounting and finance is the same information repackaged. <laughs> and they go like, there a lot of brokers are doing dodgy shit. We've got a whole new thing, a, a master's in finance. I'm like, let me guess. Is it black and bald? Is it fucking Adam? Oh, it's the same stuff, is it? Repackaged, rebranded. And I got to pay you five grand to learn the 1940s finance theories over and over and over <laughs> again. And then people going, fuck, I'm getting pretty good at finance. I'm like, yeah, because it's the same idea. We've learned it 107 times. Don't you remember? Don't you see that this document was the same one you did in year 11? Well, there was a time, I mean? there was a time uh, way back when, um, when if you were an engineer and you wanted to build a bridge, you were the guy. You would go out there and you would go, okay, here's the here's the bit we need to cross, and everyone mm. would be patiently like, what, like James, what do we do? And then James would go away and go, oh, I think we should do this, and he'd put it together, and then he'd have a few mates help him out, and they'd make they'd put the bridge up, and they'd all stand back and go, fucking good work us and then a train would go over it and it would come crumbling down into the ravine and everyone would die and then guess what yeah. james wasn't a fucking engineer anymore and they'd bring they'd be like all right stanley it's your turn you better be fucking better at creating this bridge because we've killed half the town and we've only got two more shots of this this is what i'm saying <laughs> i spoke to there, there's a safety clause in engineering i'm sure of it maybe an engineer's listening and saying it's bullshit 30 percent error right in their calculations which means there's 30 percent wastage in the business so they are they are wasting materials do you know what i mean talk about recycling they build a bridge so you're saying that they, they have it, to like they, they have to make it 30 percent better than it should yeah be. they make it 30 percent stronger so they mm. waste 30 percent of iron or of steel making it to protect the fact that which is dumped. not made locally by the way that's imported steel that we've sent away as raw materials and had to buy back from the chinese mate you want to recycle Make those engineer cunts drop to five yeah. percent. It's reduce, reuse, recycle. Okay, so the first thing, reduce the amount of steel you're putting into your bridges. The second thing, reuse steel from failed bridges. Now that we've been reducing the amount of steel put into bridges, Dude, <laughs> and, then, and then recycle. I don't know where that bit comes in, but reduce Dude, and reuse. I just, I think the best move is feeding pipes. Where you drive up in your car and you put a Bowser in your mouth and they just pump jelly in you and then you go to your stupid job and then you you're trapped because when the weekend comes you're like oh what bowser are you using i found a new great bowser that's you know <laughs> pumps in the food quicker but once the food combo is removed like you're actually you end up well you can't go you know there's no barbecues there's no picnics there's no carrying food to random locations it's just bowsers mm. but then people will really wonder what they are like, without picnics, without eating in weird locations, like, what do people do? Like, eat, getting food is ev- pretty much what most people are. 
They go, let's go for dinner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go for breakfast. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, uh, I, <laughs> I think the thing, if you, if you could carry around, uh, feasibly carry around like a decent saline drip and like a nutrient drip that just went straight into you, uh, all the time and you eliminated that. And then I found, I didn't, I didn't actually realize that. Well, I, I guess I did. I didn't think it through though, but like if you get prostate cancer and you get your prostate removed, your sex drive goes as well. And I was thinking, yeah. oh, maybe you could get your prostate removed too. So, if you take care of all, I feel like if you take care of all your basic needs, remove all your wants and desires for sex, and then you can find out who you truly are. Well, this is what I'm saying. I agree with you because I'm saying if you suddenly on, eat on a food bowser, you no longer have a job because it's automated. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would just kill themselves because they'd realize they're worthless <laughs> because they're just distracted a lot of the time. But when if they sat around with their own thoughts and they didn't go, oh, I had a beautiful coffee for breakfast and a poached egg, it's lovely down there at Alfonso's fucking jetty, jetty and meals. But you know what I mean? If those were all taken away, then life is virtually nothing. Yeah. Because your prostate's gone, you can't have sex. And then you realize your job's gone because rope learning isn't a talent and everyone can memorize data badly. <laughs> and then your food's gone. And I'm like, then what's left, dude? Just a, a Tupperware, sub, suburban sprawl. There's no nature. Everything's been fucked. Like, this is the other thing. We, and we've spoken about this before. Like, they're trying to save the environment. It's already gone. What percentage of the earth is natural? I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, oh, we've got to endanger this animal. I'm like, it's gone, cunt. Like, we fucking turned everything into a suburb. Like, well, I, just, I just debate the definition of natural. I think that's a, a, a huge mistake. Oh, dude, how's it natural? Because you've got a breeding population of 100 lions. So they're all incest. And it's just a fucking carnival. It's like a circus. I mean these, the other these, way. The- I mean the other way. Like if you saw if you saw ants building a fucking a small city, you wouldn't be like, oh my god, this is n- this isn't natural. You would go, wow, these are some smart fucking ants. But yeah, totally. because it's humans, they're like people. Are like, no, it's not right. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be chopping everything down and building stuff in its place. And it's like, oh no, man, there are some pretty cool buildings out there. I would much rather go to a time zone than I would to like a big forest to look at the big forest. Well, this is what I'm saying to you because you go to the forest and they're like, oh, they the lions are still there. But if you throw a stick, it will go and fetch it because it's actually fucking domesticated. Because <laughs> <laughs> they've had humans, to fuck it with a dog because there were no see, other lions. It sees uh, humans all day driving past some cars, tooting, taking photos. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we're in the natural world. And you go like, you know what? Ah, Leande. I had these moments. I felt in touch with nature as I ate a buffet meal with a lion basically wedged in a fucking small cage. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. there's effectively only the, the the pockets of natural space that are around render it obsolete. The idea that it exists in any meaningful way is gone, and it's the same way that these fuckheads think by using paper straws rather than like drinking from a cup or whatever is going to fix it. They think that if you can, oh well, you can, you know, you fly to New Zealand, you go out in there, and you can see, or you know, you go to Africa, you can stay in a game lodge, you look out. They're out there. They, you fucking throw a tennis ball to the line. He'll bring it back to you. Do you know what I mean? You can have a stroke, have a ride. We save the planet. Even with the sharks, man, they're coming in closer and closer because we fish. We keep them in there, but it's like no one regulates international waters. We pretty much fished it to death. Yeah. So they're all on the coastline now because it's like, yeah, we're just trolling it. 
putting it into fucking sushi rolls. And, do you know what I mean? And we're like, oh, but they're still there. You need to separate yourself, I think. If you can separate yourself from uh, from your own species and you can go for a walk around in the suburbs and be like, oh, I had a great day out in nature today. It's like, oh, what did you see? Where did you go? It's like, oh, I just went up, J- up James Street. It was crazy, man. There's this couple having a domestic. I was peering through the window. I yeah, threw, yeah, yeah. I threw a tennis ball at one of their kids. <laughs> Dude, that's their thing you should run for. And then a, boy, a, bo- a, a small boy ran up to me and I fed him straight from my hand. It was amazing. The suburbs are a wonderful place. <laughs> he was he was grazing. That is so. I like the idea of just going back to basics. The parties, the political party is called Back to Basics. You get voted in, and then I bulldoze everything, and it's just like Mad Max again. And I'm like, you better get a fucking weapon. You, you know, put down the jar of coins. You better get a gun bitch because it's it's on now do you know what i mean and then we've just got to survive in the old ways time to start again i'm andrew wolf from back to basics and what an honor it is to have won the election but our work doesn't stop here we've only just made it to the starting line you'll be seeing a lot more of me andrew wolf owner of australia and a brand new commercial bulldozer as I will be hitting the streets over the next six months, shaking hands, handing out weapons, and preparing every member of this proud nation for a future that is essentially the Hunger Games with less Liam Hemsworth, as he's already been murdered by the state. No more mortgage, no more job, just the pure adrenaline of daily survival. Strap in and strap up, cunt. We're going back to basics. Authorized by A. Wolf, owner of Australia. I watched Mad Max 2 for the first time last night, actually. It was it was good. It's a good. It's, it's all a, right, man. It's a fucking great movie. But it's movie. not as gritty as the first one. The first one like- is so arduous, though. It's like, like, Road Warrior. And then it's like, oh, his wife. And blah, 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 blah. This, uh, Wait, 2 is way Mad better. Mad Max 2, which is, there's one a prequel, hey? So it's like Mad Max 2 is the, the killer one. So Ma- Mad Max. driving in the desert? Mad Max 2, he's, yeah, he's in the desert and uh, he has to help that small, that small group of people who have all that fuel and they want to oh, escape, yeah, yeah, because to, they want to escape to the Sunshine Coast. <laughs> They're like, it's a beautiful paradise. It's 2,000 kilometres away. It's called the Sunshine Coast. <laughs> oh, mate, the thing was, I... Um, and they're like, they and new- one of them goes, it's sunny all the time. And it's like, can't you live in the fucking desert? What do you want more sun for? You this know doesn't what, make but any you know what sense. That, what was the new one? Uh, Fury Road, Fury Road uh, from 2015. Yeah, that sucked. Two was so much better. Fury Road is such a great movie. It's like no, it's garbage. It's not. It's so, it's so good. Dude, it it doesn't have the gritty. If you go back and you watch this, like if you watch Mad Max Two, you go, oh, you can see his vision. You can see how he, like, like all these little. Uh, ingredients for that 2015 one where he was like okay I've got an actual cinematographer now we've got an actual budget and we're not fucking making it in broken hell no mate you know what I felt it was uh, it was re-engineered garbage copying his own idea it felt duplicated I felt like it was what he wanted to do but couldn't do and it was it was nice to see the first one was gritty and real and I loved it 
because it and you know what I like it was shot in Western Australia near like they go this is a hellscape po- post nuclear <laughs> like the people that live there now in that <laughs> yeah, normal yeah, area yeah. where they filmed yeah. like near Mekathara and shit they're out there going like this would be if everything ended and there's a nuclear war you'd live somewhere like this and yeah. there were families that were across the park living there yeah. looking what are the, why are they filming it and going like in a post apocalyptic world all hope is lost and they're in a caravan going what are they filming over there Jim what are they filming why, why won't our pineapples grow we're trying to grow pineapples out here why's the farm not working why are there people filming out here a horror movie about the end of civilization? this is our farm and then there's a third one. There's the Thunderdome one, um, which I, I Thunderdome's thought... Thunderdome's good. I thought Two Thunderdome... Two men enter, one man leave. <laughs> I thought Thunderdome was in the second one because the third one is named Beyond Thunderdome. So it made sense to me that the Thunderdome would be in the second one because Beyond Thunderdome sort of implies that they've gone beyond the Thunderdome, but it's not. Yeah. It's the thund- and Tina Turner plays the fucking Thunderdome lady. Oh, dude, that, movie, that, that movie's hot. That Mad Max, I forgot how good those Mad Maxes are. Yeah, Fuck the first one good. I the first one I almost fell asleep through. Uh the second one's really good. Um Second, third. I disagree grade. I disagree on you with Fury Road. I think that was a man who finally was able oh, to, to see mate. to realise his vision, you know? Do you know what it you know what it feels like? Um uh, you know when a rap star makes money? And then they do their album. So the first one's gritty and he's like, I'm from the street. It was only a dream. And then it's suddenly like, I'm sipping Bacardi. It's, it's all engineered. I'm like, all the grit and magic's off it. I'm like, the cunt's fucking in a golf cart while he's filming it with air con. You can smell it. You can smell it. It's too polished. That grit where he's like, fuck it. We'll go to a smash yard and just fucking do cars up. We'll do whatever. It's the same with Star Wars, man. The grit where he's just yeah, fucking yeah, Star, hand no, makes... Star Wars is terrible now. No, but where he hand makes the things. People don't understand that imagination is greater than knowledge, <laughs> which is something I said. <laughs> which I, I first coined a few years back and no one's taken to it. But that imagination, dude. One of, one of the big mistakes that movies make is spelling shit out to you. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you had to use your imagination because there was no budget. So you're like, oh, it's the rapist behind that curtain. I wonder what he looks like. Now they digitally show you the rapist. And the problem <laughs> is your minds are all different. So you're like, oh, that's not what I imagined. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. The car, what? That car. Nah, 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 man. In my story, this day, in my head, the story's different because of my imagination. Like you've got to give people a, a chance in a creative thing or watching a movie to use their imagination. Mm-hmm. Now, because of fucking special effects, that some fucking nerd that can use special effects does his drawing, but he's dumb and his brain sucks. <laughs> and there are other people that have more creative views and they see it and they imagine, oh, oh, he would have fucking raped her, I reckon. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This is why, this is why a lot of your uh, uh, fringe material later this week um, uh, there's no there's no punchlines. It's just premises, and you leave it open ended for the audience to decide Dude, what could be funny. Do you know what I did? This is what I've been doing to the crowd because I said uh, I said last night I was like, you can't say any anything on stage anymore. And then I go like, do you guys find that when you do stand up? <laughs> you know, when you're up, how do you find it? It's pretty hard up here, hey. I bet none of you cunts have ever done this. I actually said it. I go, oh, you can't say anything on stage anymore. Do, do you guys find that? <laughs> 
Do you find that when you were doing stand-up? Yeah. Doing one of the hardest things ever, sitting there with <laughs> yeah. your arms folded. Is that right? One of the hardest things ever. No, but I'm saying, I'm saying doing, doing one of your greatest fears, yeah. sitting there with your arms folded, judging me. How do you find it? How do you find the circuit, you fucking drones? It was so good. <laughs> I loved did it get a good response? It got a great response because they've never had it flipped on them. Yeah. They suddenly, they're in judgment and then I suddenly judge them. I love it. It's it's uh it's a crazy move, but it actually works because they you know they get in this um like a Roman Empire like, like they they thumbs up thumbs down mm. and suddenly you flip it on them and they realize you're a human being and that oh <coughs> holy shit like it's not yeah he's doing okay right he's yeah. tried his best I've, no, man not- I've had that I've had that conversation with several audience members who will come up to me after a show and be like. Mate, that guy was great. That guy was great. She was great. That fucking second guy fucking sucked though. And I'm like, that's that's my friend. Like, yeah, he, he didn't. Have yeah, a, yeah, yeah. He didn't have a great one tonight. But um, yeah, you know, like we all have we all have difficulties, don't we? And they go, oh, oh yeah, no, he probably he probably does have feelings and stuff. Yeah. Oh, mate, dude, you know what, mate? That- you know what some fucking animal did to me the other night? I was at uh, I was at one of the Wednesday shows. I usually run the other Wednesday show. And some mm. cunt had come to the other Wednesday show and seen me and uh, Ed, he was a bit drunk, right? I'll give him that. Yeah. But then he goes, oh, mate, you're the guy from, you're the guy from uh, Nobbies. I'm like, yeah. He's oh, like, I'm like, you're Nobbies, I'm like, Nobbies yeah. arc, mate. He's like, mate, you're fucking, you, you, your laugh is fake. And I, was like, oh, I was like, what? So- he's like, no, we're watching you. We're there last week, week man. We were there last you're week, man, fake, and you're like, you're just like laughing, like cackling, but like you fucking just working the knobs and stuff. Like you're not even, you're not even paying attention. You're just laughing, and I was like, oh, that's really fucking rude, man. And he's like, oh, oh. and I was like, well, what do you, like, what, what are you talking, like, what are you talking oh, about? Mate, I love this moment <laughs> where you just basically you don't. You don't engage with their idea and you block them. <laughs> yeah. It happened exactly to me last night. A girl was like, we were sitting at a table. They, two girls came and sat down and then they were just being rude. Mm. And she, I go, she, one of them said, you got a show. And I said, yeah, I got a show on. And she goes, oh, I, I bet it won't be, I bet it won't go, uh, won't be good. And I was like, oi, don't you ever talk to me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I don't know who you are, but no one talks to me like that again. So you don't ever talk to me like that ever again. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I didn't even engage in what you said. I said, just do not talk to me like that ever. Okay? And then just then then started talking back to someone else. But like she thought, I don't know if she was playing games, but yeah. I'm like, the arrogance on it. She's her, probably trying just, to fuck you, man. But thinking her opinion, like I said, look, I don't know if you're nagging, but don't talk to me like that. I don't like it, okay? <laughs> and it's so good, man, because it rocks them. Because you basically uh, smack them like a toddler. You give them a whack and they're like, whoa. <laughs> he, he just totally... It's the same with the feedback. And I think I've done it on this pod before where they go, oh, I loved your... I loved you. And he would... I've had it before. Like, I love you. And then they're saying, oh, and they just ignore it. And then I said, I said, like... Why, why, why do you think we'd care about your opinion? You're not even a comic. I'm like, you're not even a comic. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm like, get out of here. Do you know how good's that? They go like, I loved you, but not him. And you're like, well, get the fuck out of here. No one cares about your opinion. You're, you're worthless. Fuck off. You're not a stand-up. Shut up. I told this guy, I told this guy, it was, uh, I was like, 
I don't, I don't care, man. Like it's, I'm not like, I'm not fake laughing and like, you're an idiot. And then he, and then he backed down. He's like, oh mate, and he's a big fucking guy too. Uh, and he, and he's like, like, no, oh man, no, yeah. yeah. And like cha- changes joking, the opinion. Mate. He's like, no, you're a good guy, man. You're a good guy. And then he gets off his chair, right? And he's fucking jacked to the tits. He gets off his chair and he's like, he's shorter. Like he gets off the chair and he was yeah. shorter. He was shorter than me and shorter than he was on the chair. So he kind of dips down and I'm looking down at him. I'm like oh, fucking mate. on your bike, cunt. <laughs> Get Dude. away from me. <laughs> Dude, it's sort of like um, reviewers in comedy. Like why? Yeah. What, you know, I, I got I got um, people contacting me and say they want a reviewer and I'm like, I've sold out. You buy a ticket. Buy a fucking ticket. And they go, oh, we want a free ticket. And what? So they go, you, you see it all the time. Like they'll, they'll either smash you or they go like, he's got a big future head, a future superstar. I'm like, you didn't even know the future that your career is obsolete in about five years, you fucking. I don't want a fucking prediction from a cunt that got involved in the media in a dying art. They're like, he's got a big future. I'm like, dude, you won't even be working in two years. You're writing shit in a paper. But also the arrogance because... They have that idea that they come on that night and that defines your comedy. Mm. But it's like growing a plant. So they come in and go like, nah, it wasn't for me. You guys lost it. I'm like, I gig five nights a week. I know where I'm at, fuckhead. Yeah. So if I have a bad gig, I don't need you on a scrap pad to tell me what Fucking happened. Fucking rubbing I, I, it in. Oh, oh he's, he wasn't as likeable. Uh, he, he's lost it. I'm like, I'm the only person with the sample. I'm the only person with the idea of what's actually. Well, going you know, on. it would be a great move. I think is to take the take that power back uh, in the same way that the internet has, uh, and you, you go around. You have every show. The audience has a yes or no button, and they can just push it. And you can go at the end and be like, "Yep, he's got a 97 percent approval rating. This guy is so fucking good." Dude, it happened with Chappelle, right? <laughs> because all the the media were like, "This is disgusting." And then he won that award, and uh, Rotten Rotten Tomatoes was through the roof. Yeah, and it's happening on stand up as well because all the gatekeepers you're seeing written reviews, great show, mm. and then you're seeing the reacts from audience members going like, "Not my cup of tea." <laughs> Horrible, uh, left crying, this is garbage, this show sucks. And I'm like, you can't argue with 30 people. But then you've got other people gaming it, like unknown open mic, seems to have 30 reviews, going incredible, game-changing show. I'm like, this cunt can't hold a room for more than five minutes, so don't even blow smoke up my ass. There's no way this show's good. I'm like, what, he suddenly found... 10 years experience on the drive-in to the fucking fringe. I'm like, he sucks. I've seen him perform. He's shit. He's not a good comic, right? You don't suddenly hit a hot streak during festival time and suddenly your show's good. Don't you think? Yeah, of course. Of course not. This is why the reviews are rubbish because you're in Melbourne and they'll like slam Rathy and I'm like, um, everyone in the industry knows he's king. Yeah. So yeah. you you look dumb. <laughs> yeah. So you are bad mouthing Rathy. I'm like, we all gig with him all the time. Chortle's like, what the fuck is this garbage? I'm like, we are actually, I see him all the time. The guy's a fucking god. I'm like, you just look dumb. Like you don't have your finger on the pulse. Do you know what I mean? Even if he had an off night, you should still see the talent and the writing. It's all there. Man. Well, and the idea that like the idea that the Australian comedy industry is built 
like it's built towards these festivals like MICF, right? So you've got someone who goes out and they're like, oh, I'm going to do my first hour show. Like, I've been doing it a couple of years. I hope it goes well. And then they go out and they fucking pay the rego and they pay the venue fees and they do all the marketing, do everything they can to get people in there. And then some cunt comes out and is like, yeah, no, I watched it and it was pretty shit actually. So two stars. And you're like, what are, yeah. you, what are you breaking this person for? Like they're fucking, like they're two years in. They've got no other option. Like they've got nothing. Oh, mate, There's no pathway. Bennett, B- Bennett loves it because he's such a star fucker. <laughs> Even Jim Jeffries, he'll be like, oh, great. But if you're a vulnerable new comic that's just taking your first toe in the water, the cunt cracks you in the back of the head. crush this child who's trying to do something. What a hack. But but he's dumb because everyone knows the natural progress of comedy. I'm like, yeah, three years in. It's a great outing. They've done a great show here, you fucking turd. They're three years in. I'm sorry they're not Stuart Lee yet. Do you know? Because it's a process at 1,000 hours, but Bennett's in there going, give up, wasted my time, you can't even catch. It's like going to... Uh, kids cricket yeah and um you know where the mcdonald's awards and are and going they can't even catch hepping, give up look at warner look at warner ball. he fucking warner can bat for hours this cunt can't even hold the bat you give up <laughs> give up that's what i hate about them their whole intent is to stop pursuit of a dream the ho- the only reason they're there is to either inflate an ego which is never a good thing no. or to break someone's heart and make them quit their dream and i'm like why the fuck do we give them any air? If I get a good review, I'm not going to even put it up because I'm like, you're irrelevant. I want them to email. Yeah, and well, go, one day, hey, one day you'll get a good review and we'll be able to see what you actually do with it. Dude, imagine that. <laughs> I'm, if I get a good review this time and they email, hey, here's your review, I'll say, who is this? Your opinion means nothing to me. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, tell, man, demand a takedown. Be like, do not put this up. <laughs> Dude, I just want. I, I, I had it. I had it for a clip. Some asshole. I did this crushes fest. Came on after a guy had bombed. Mm. It was so average. And then he goes, "I want to get a, a grab, a clip of your stand up." And I'm like, "So he made it." And then he wants me to share it. I'm like, "Mate, I'm not sharing a gig that went shit. I'm sorry. Like this shit took a long time to write." I'm like, "You can put it up. I'm still pissed off about it. You put a minute up, but because I look like a fucking hack." But you cannot force me to share it on my wall, you fuckhead. I've been working all year to get good or better. I'm not sharing. Oh, here's my progress. Finally <laughs> ca- captured me in the moment. And it's like probably one of the worst sets I've done in the last year. And the fuckhead put it up. What a turd. People suck. <laughs> yeah, couldn't you have, yeah. Wouldn't like wouldn't he prefer to have it where you go like oh look I'll fucking I'll send you a good clip and you can put that up why do you have this why do you have to put up this one of me doing dude shitty? they never seem um I don't know why you promote unless someone's crushing like I don't know why they put up mediocre like obviously in the galas a lot of people get booked because of nepotism so they 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 don't have talent so they have to edit around it and put it in. I mean, yep. you know what I mean? Like, you see the lineup. There, there's always the, the obvious one where you go, well, because everyone knows it, right? Because you gig a lot. Mm-hmm. So you're like, they're garbage. Mm-hmm. But they're in the gala. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm not being mean. I'm just saying, like, no one needs to say it. That's what I find funny about life. Everyone knows it. It's unspoken. You're like, what? <laughs> what? Well, it's, it's like getting a, getting a promo clip from someone and going, like, man, fucking edit some laughs in or something. Like, <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm saying. But you know what I Make find funny is... Make it look shiny at least. Jesus, fuck. How am yeah, I going to sell this chunk of coal? Dude, 
I know, man. Dude, mate, I might have to go soon. How much time have we done? This is a short one. Done an hour and 20, I think. It's because my mental health has hit rock bottom. And also, yeah. you're taking so long to edit that all my enthusiasm's dropping. <laughs> because they, they don't oh, yeah, come yeah, out. Yeah, it's my fault. You don't listen to them anyway. What the? Why, what do you give a fuck? Well, it just feels like because now they take like 10... How long is the last one? It was that 10 was days done ago. 10 days ago. It was done 10 days ago, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some of us have been fucking working, actually, Wolfie. I know, mate. Well, I've been working as well. Working. I know. Way. We're both very busy. I've got the festival coming up. Very yeah. exciting. It's sold out. You don't have to plug it. It's fine. I don't want anyone there, man. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't it? even want to do the show. Like, if I could pull out, I would. I hate it. <laughs> Just the experience of being trapped around strangers laughing at you is disgusting. <laughs> it's so revolting to hear their joy around my pain. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I've got pain in my heart and they're ha 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 and yeah. they get their little You're $2. You're screaming feel like for a, help. I feel like a Please, whore. someone help me, please. This man is struggling and they're going, oh, And they all have hilarious. a chuckle at my problems yeah. and some of my insights. And then they go back to their lives and basically the pain remains with me. So it's, it feels disgusting. It's basically like prostitution. <laughs> I feel like I'm just letting a couple of happy-go-lucky people that enjoy po- uh, picnics rape me or like have sex with me <laughs> for money. They all come in, ah, ha, ha, Wolfie, ah, character, what you do? And then they all go on with their life, but my life's garbage. And like, you know what I mean? I just have to sell my soul for profit for $12. Yeah. Yeah. $12. I have to give them insight into my life. I'm like, it's fucking private. Is that how much your tickets are? Nah, they were 30 bucks. Oh, good. Yeah, they should be. You know, next year I'm going to charge 150 That is a really fucking funny move, man. Price yourself at like a Louis C.K., Jerry Seinfeld. Dude, imagine that. And you're in a a 30-seater, so you charge $180. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, one show. Do you know what the thing was? They get in Perth, there are a lot of duplicate names. Um, and I went, I went to a show on Tuesday and they were like, oh, can't wait to see Dave Hughes. <laughs> and there's another Dave. And they sold out. And then there's Dave Callan. There's Dave Callan as well. He has it. And then um, it had always been my idea to do a festival show that sounded like Willosophy yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just yeah. try to steal. Willosophy. Will I kill myself? <laughs> Will I kill myself? And it looks like Will's posters and you've got similar quotes and then you just basically get people clicking errors to come along to sell out your 30-seater. Obfuscate your own headshot, sort of. Or get your hair cut like his. Mate, you know and what you should do? And people be like, hey, man, Will Anderson looks Fucked. <laughs> Mate, you know what you should do is just, like, say, produced by Will Anderson, and then your reviews are made up. Steve Bennett said, one of the greats, Robin Williams, fucked Eddie Murphy, fucked this guy. Yeah, thank you, Steve Bennett, 19 stars, and then he rings you up and he say that. I'm like, no shit, cunt. See you in court. I'm going to quote you every year. I'm going to absolutely destroy – I'm going to muddy the waters. Oh, dude, I would pull said. Steve Bennett's reviews of other people and be like, yeah, this is a direct quote from Steve Bennett. Oh, it's not about me, but it is a quote from him, and I put it on my poster. I would love him to go and go, like, first things first, on his poster he's quoted me with something made up, and, and he's mentioned it. And then you're like, yeah, of course I did. I'm going to do it always. I'm going to sully your reputation so no one knows what's written by you and what's written by me. I'll write quotes <laughs> that Steve Bennett said this. He's done that. Just make up, uh, you know, confuse everyone. Um, I found out after the last episode that uh, 
a body, a cadaver can go for between 3000 and 5000 US dollars, which I thought was pretty cool. What, the dogs that sniff out dead bodies? No, a cadaver, the dead body itself. Not oh, okay, dog. yeah. No. Cadaver dog. Wait, was, I call it where, cadaver. Where, adult, where was the dog? Well, what is, how was there a dog involved in this? Cadaver dog. They're the dogs that sniff it out. Oh, no, we just talked about a cadaver. Yeah, the body yeah. itself. Three thousand to five thousand US dollars. That's a pretty good. That's a good death business to get into, I reckon, because you don't have to deal with them. Um, uh, I was thinking about like the best death business, and like immediately, I guess you think funeral, right? But then you got to deal with weeping families, and people are sad, mm. and you got to walk. Man, can you imagine being one of those fucking? Do they have the white lady funerals in Perth? Have they got those? Um, like that fucking probably. chain. You haven't looked into it. You just well, it's someone else's problem, I guess. When they do find you, don't isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, well, like, man, I, I, um, yeah, I don't know if they'll be able to recover my body after what I've done to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what you sell, you sell the bodies afterwards, because you know what I heard is, um, my favourite story is that the at cemeteries, um, yeah. obviously the the wood, um, ends up, you know, the body rots, but yeah. it generally because water drains through, they it ends up filled with water, so it's this rotten horrible slut like the yeah, like idea that you're in the coffin you basically sit in water inside that thing like it's this dirty sludgy until water you, that comes yeah, until from you rain. become bones and you're eaten yeah, by you become bones. but i'm saying like this peaceful we're burying him you kiss him on the head about um a week later he's rotten meat then there's like fucking weird water that drips in and you lie underwater in that little caf- uh, cabin for uh, 10 years just in a buried underwater, floating there. It's it's the saddest thought ever, man. Because if you imagine mm. your dead dad, but right now a rotten corpse floating in water, it's not a peaceful thing. You're like the guy should get cremated and well, just sprinkled. Like, if I if I uh, with if I had to come up brand new uh, with an idea for what happens to my body after I die, like I feel like the Egyptians had it right, where uh, the goal was to become as powerful as as possible. So you go like. I'm a fuck, but mate, build a fucking pyramid to space. That's right. Like, that's the only yeah. Like, you're going to spend, I want thousands of people spending their entire fucking lives creating this giant monument to how fucking cool I was. And I want to be wrapped up. I want to be wrapped up so nothing can get at me. And I want to be preserved perfectly. And then I want you to build a giant metal box in my image tune me up no one can ever get to me and i want i want a window that looks into space directly through this pyramid yeah, so i man, can look at the stars need. yeah if i like that why would you who in their right mind would go like okay my body yeah i guess put me in wood put me underground wouldn't you go like fucking blast me into the sun put space, me yeah, put, totally. put rockets on my fucking ankles and shoot me into the moon i would like to be um cremated and then put into food like at nando's in their little sauces <laughs> do you know what i mean so i get sprinkled into meals <laughs> so people, you know what I mean? oh, yeah. in take happy my, meals take my ashes and then take me to take me to a fucking salt and pepper factory yeah that's what i'm saying i want to be eaten <laughs> Or you put in, like, so when you get a Happy Meal, like, I'm part of the meat, like, they sprinkle on this sort of pepper, and it's me. Yeah. It's me. I'm mixed in with the pepper. <laughs> a lot of people are eating, eating human, you know, oh, maybe that's not the best idea. There's something there, but I can't work it out. Fire me from a cannon into the Master Foods warehouse and see see how much of me gets put into uh, into the paprika. Dude, I want to go, I want to go, I want to just be flushed down a toilet, you know, go out the way I live my life, <laughs> fucking floating in... <laughs> Shit. 
surrounded by shit. Hey, but if just you flush it, I think man, what being a white lady funeral person must be the grimmest fucking job. Not because. The, why is it the, white? Like, why, why they won't take Hispanics and like blacks? Like, what's the thing? I think they wear white and they have stupid hats. It's oh, like I thought whole, it was what white lady. Like, they would only do white people. They're like the white lady. Yeah, white. white yeah, grannies. it's only for white ladies. It's a funeral exclusive. It's a very, very specific niche that they've picked for uh, for deaths. They get buried with their jar of coins. <laughs> that annoying granny <laughs> with the fucking trolley <laughs> and a jar of copper coins and her favorite recipe for that fucking jam. Jam cake and sandwich And she's being lowered made. into the ground. You can just hear her pockets jingling. Jingling oh, with coins. <laughs> oh, I've taken... Dude, oh, imagine getting down there to the river sticks, right? And they and you've... they've <laughs> you get down there, you've got to pay the ferryman. And you're either like, oh, I don't have my... I don't have my two coins on me. And he's like, well, you can't get on the fucking boat. And you're like, this is bullshit. This is a, this I, the fucking, who knew ancient Greece was going to be correct with yeah. their prediction for the afterlife. Or you get down there and they're like, oh, two, mate, two coins. What do you think this is? The fucking zero hundreds? No way. It's 40 bucks to get Dude, on now. <laughs> totally. And, 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 and like, it's like, he's like, you just mug him and go, what are you going to do? I'm dead anyway, you cunt. And just run at him and throw him into the lake and try to drown him. You've got nothing to lose. I think he's a god. I think you'd be overpowered. Yeah, by but I'm it. saying, what, what, I'd just stand there. The I'm like, what, you know what I mean? You're dead anyway. I'm like, whatever. I sat around. Uh, they'll say, you can't come on the jetty. I'm like, well, I sat around most of my real life. I'd just sit on this jetty then, I reckon. <laughs> it's no different to what I used to do in my cubicle. <laughs> so, like, whatever. I don't know if they let you do that. This is, a, this is, ma- it is magic. I said where I work, man. You have to beep it. <laughs> You I might did. have to go back into a proper job. No, obfuscate, obfuscate. It was it was it EY Ernst and Ernst and Young. Deloitte. Do you know what the thing is weird? Because um, no one visits graves. We've done this bit, haven't we? Mm, Except for serial killers and and like, I mean, I wouldn't go. Do you know where your great your great grandfather's buried? No, it's probably yeah. in Scotland somewhere. I think. So he's just tying up real estate. <laughs> it's right? in Scotland. No I've one's never, even going. I have no access. It's just a to dead that. body. And it's like the memory, oh, we'll always sing fucking uh, limericks around him. Oh, Mary Jabbar. And the reality is they've many, I reckon 90% of graves haven't been visited unless it was a, a serial killer, Claremont serial killer trying to bind some woman above it. Do you know what I mean? Like there's no one even going into these centres because after two generations, you're like, Alfred Wolf, who the fuck's that? I don't even care. Sellers land. Like why is he, he's, there's an area with a fucking tombstone. Like I'm never going to go see it. Were you guys? It's annoying. If you buy a plot um, for your body, do you also own the land, or are you just like leasing? You're it on that forever? plot, dude. But, but, the thing but I like, love can, it- I, can I go? Can I? What I'm saying is, can I go find my great grandfather's uh, uh, plot and build like a tiny house on it? Like, do I oh, own? Oh, do a have micro rights, house. Do I have so rights to that real estate? It's like six stories high, and it's like a bed on one story and a TV on another. Dude, it's it's funny because it's like Bronte Beach has got that thing above it. And I, it's windswept graveyard with massive coastal views and you hardly ever see anyone there yeah. because, you know, it's run out of space. So there's no new grave. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it's just basically this morbid reminder of your mortality right near the beach. You look up and you see <laughs> dead bodies. I'm like, just fucking strip it out and let Rove McManus build his fucking condo <laughs> from his shitty 
uh, chat show or whatever the fuck he was Guess on. What, what did he do? It's the block. We're doing the next season of the block on top of an old burial ground. Dude, that's so good. We <laughs> just pull out the tombstones. Because, you know, someone was saying about it, if you think about it, Everywhere on the planet's the grave. Yeah. Because the amount of population we had, someone's died everywhere. Dude, every so fucking even, inhalation you take is the corpses of millions of dead creatures entering your lungs and exhaling through your nose. That's it. Even your office is above someone else's memory. That was Alfonso. He made a beautiful jam. He used to make jam. That was his he's, thing. He's gone he'd now. He cut a cake in half. He'd slap the jam in the middle of the cake. It was amazing. Oh, mate, they love that. <laughs> Grannies love it. It's the worst. And they, they've got their scaly hands touching the food. And you're like, can you wear gloves? It's disgusting. You're getting scales in there. The secret recipe is dead skin. I've got good grandparents. It was always like, oh, homemade scones, all this, all this beautiful stuff. No fucking trite coming out of coals and with uh with sour cream pumped into the middle of it that never happened mate as i said this is uh, a south african viewpoint this is what eventually it is. all you've got is food yeah. just cooking yeah cooking what? away your pain someone just asked does wolf have his fucking roast chicken next to him today no i don't have it <laughs> but i've got to go soon i might go get a roast chicken <laughs> i was i want the white lady funerals like uh, it's, it, I think this, this is this is getting boring. You're no, I'm boring. <laughs> I'm joking. The I'm thing joking. is, uh, the, the thing the thing is not like the how horrible funerals would be every day, but just having to pretend to be somber and like walk around and be like, oh, there, there, he was a good man, and you're like, oh, what time? Like in your head, you're going, when do I clock off? I can't wait to get out of this fucking place. Oh, definitely, man. And it would be like, oh, I had a great day at work today. Fucking um, Oh big, my god there was a Do you, big, know, there you was hear a... about that bus accident last week? Yeah. We have gotten the whole fucking bus coming in This Business weekend is, is going to be massive This weekend is going to be absolutely massive At White Lady Funerals We've had two bus crashes collide <laughs> Two buses collide on the M1 All school children All being buried this weekend At White Lady Funerals Everything yeah, this... should be sold like a fucking rug store ad they would love it. Business is booming. They're all school kids as well, and those are the more expensive coffins. We're fucking cha-ching. They're micro yeah. ones. Oh, man, dude. Fucking, you get George Suckass from Playside Studios, and he's running the white lady funerals, and they've got the investor center. And so you go in, and it's like, here are all the coffins. Oh, we're going to have a beautiful experience. You click on investor centers, and it's like, deaths are up 40%. COVID is crazy. We're expecting massive oh, returns good. for all of our shareholders. Numbers are up. Funerals are up, deaths are up, and we couldn't be happier. Now is the perfect time to invest in the death business. Oh, man. Do you know you don't need a coffin? If you're in a car crash, you should just get buried, buried in, in the that car. car. Yeah. So when they come to the church or whatever, you're, there's the collapsed car with you in it, and you just lower that into the hole. That imagine, so good. imagine how annoyed, how annoyed they would be with the school districts like, yeah, well, we're going to bury the whole fucking bus now. The bus. <laughs> well, he wanted the to guy go, just he had a heart to... attack while he was waiting for three o'clock. We've got to bury the bus. We're going to bury a bus now. The guy loved his car. Nothing more. So we're going to, that smashed Mercedes Benz is getting buried in the park. And you have to watch him lower it down with his head wrapped around the wheel. And they put you in the... Do you know the worst thing as well is they, the cleanup where they try and make... Like you've been obliterated, yeah. but then someone tries to use foundation and makeup to make you look like you used to. So it'd be like the most depraved memory because you would have 
you'd have this weird sort of plasticine nose to mm. try and make him look like he used to. And you'd be like, that's not my dad. You know, like this makeup and they filled his um, side of his face with sand to try and make it fill again, you know, like make it normal. You have to do all these work. I understand why we continue to use the same, because uh, I've been to two family funerals and it's, it's both have been at the same place. And because the first one, uh, my gran had Alzheimer's for years and years and years. And then she passed away, which was like bittersweet because it was like, okay, well, it, you know, she's not suffering anymore, which is nice. Um, yeah. Uh, but, but then also no more jam cakes. No more, uh, yeah, no more homemade scones. Homemade scones for the Armstrongs. Thank yeah. you, Wolfie. Uh, but then I got, I got there, and like she'd had Alzheimer's for so long. It's like I had visited her, but she just fucking didn't look like Gran. And then yeah. I don't know, I fucking I don't know why, but my family was like, "Cool, we're doing the viewing first, and you go to the viewing, and you walk up there." Yeah, yeah. And then they did such a fucking good job. I walk up there, and I'm like, "Oh no." That's grand. Fuck. And it's just memories flooding back. And I'm standing oh, there mate. bawling my eyes out. I'm like, you motherfuckers. Like, couldn't you? Why, why did you have to do such a fucking good job? Couldn't you have made it look a little weird? Well, yeah, yeah. Because there's a peril in it, right? Because, yeah, they sort of de- de- degraded. And then suddenly they dole them up. And you're like, they, oh, we've lost her at the best. But if they just showed her a wretched bag of bones, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, fuck, it was for the best. That yeah. thing was fucked. Yeah. You know, like you dole up the dog that died, you put it down and then you feel remorse because they stuff it and make it look like the original dog you got. You're like, I shouldn't have shot it. We could have had more weeks. I miss it so much. But when you remember where it was at the last day where it's just a fucking molten sort of wrecked heap, you're like, nah, it's good. It's having a shit time. It's a good. It's a good idea. I'd been sad, but there were no tears until I saw until the viewing, and I was like, "Why the fuck have you dragged me here? This is horrible." Do you know what I would want in my coffin? Open coffin. It's a mirror, and it says, "You're next." <laughs> You're next. <laughs> so when they look over the grave. They see their own face and it says, you're next. That is so fun. Dude, that should be the tombstone too, man. Imagine imagine how freaked out you'd be walking around a graveyard looking looking for your gran and then you stumble and you see it's just a reflection of your face. Dude, I just love the sort of opening the coffin and you're like, what the fuck? That's me. And it's like, you're next. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or how good would it be to have, uh, yeah, this is what he looks like. Uh, but here's a photo of what he wants to look like and you just make it look like someone you know. So when they come up, they've, they've redone, reconfigured your entire face to look oh, exactly mate, like one of good. your friends. Because you know what? You have uh, the girls taking her own life because she's got uh, small breasts or whatever. You give them their fantasy. A late boob job in the coffin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or you dole them up. She's had her, her teeth fixed and you're like, she hated her teeth. And you look in and they've got like nice teeth and a, uh, you've used uh, two sandbags to make a boob job. You just bury it under there. So then we're like, God, she's just the God. best she ever looked. Oh, man, every boy in school's like, oh, I wish I'd gotten a fucking piece of her. Dude, oh. Do you remember her breast being that big? And they're like, nah, her dad paid for a breast, a breast implant. And then you're at home later having a, like a sad wank to a girl you didn't like at high school. Oh, mate. I should have But it's actually that. horrific, dude, because I think the hardest part would be leaving the cemetery because that's when it's over. Do you know what I mean? Because you, you, you're there, they play the song, someone does a poem, mm. we'll roar, we'll rage against the setting sun. And, you know, and then you're like crying. 
But then eventually you're in a car driving and you stop at a Coles to get a, a jam well, donut. That, no, that's why they have the um. That's why they have the uh, the special cake that Grand made. They do. They get one of them. They oh, you love the Woolies cake and put the jam inside, and you've all got that to look forward to afterwards. Um, it's also why I think that uh, 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 one of the most difficult things about being a, a funeral director is you got all these people meandering around and like the in the place and doing the viewing and all this shit. Yeah. And you're like, all right, guys, well, we've got we've got another family coming in 20 minutes, so we've actually got to <laughs> get her coffin out the back, stuff it into a drawer, and uh, put someone else's head in there. Yeah, man. Because <laughs> and we don't have long. I know you're all very sad and oh, she was a great lady and everything, but you really have to fuck off. Yeah, you got to be. You got to like. Keep it moving. Keep it moving, guys. <laughs> Finish up the sandwiches. Oh, the, no, the kid's yeah. dead. It is hard. It is hard. <laughs> come on. <laughs> clapping them. Clapping behind them. Like, come on, guys. Let's go fucking get a move out. Everyone to the car park. Dude, that's <laughs> such a sad job because, like, can you imagine, like, their Christmas party? Like, they're just burying people. Like, what a weird atmosphere. Well, this is why I was saying, if you were going to get into the death business, I mean, like, three to five grand for a funeral, right? That's kind of what you end up paying to put someone in the ground. Three to five grand for a cadaver, and you never have to deal with the grieving families or anything. You're never going to try and move them along. You show up, and someone's like, oh, you don't even deal with that bit because you're the person that's buying from the donation of science. You rock up, and you go, yeah, we've got three grand. You got any... um, uh, what are we looking for? What are we looking for today? Uh, got any Arabs? We need Arabs. We're gonna do, do they actually put the? Do they put the sand in? The because sand in You what? could just. It could be like a theme park ride where you just simulate it. It's the same hole. People come in. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you bury. You just burying. You bury them somewhere cheaper. Do you know uh, what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. So you're well, sort of like da da, and you're like, there's no way. We're burying these bodies in Bronte. So we've got one hole. We, we chuck them in it. Then we seal lower, it up. And, bring it up. And it looks, lower. Bring it up. Yeah, yeah. Lower it up. <laughs> Everyone that comes in, it's like, yeah, there she is. Throw a fucking rose down there. But they want the name. For, it's a it's a underground. It's a forklift going up and down. Well, yeah, you'd have, you know what you do? You do scheduled visiting hours. So here would be here would be the move. You take, what's it called? Bron- Bronte? Bronte? Yeah, Bronte uh, Cemetery or something. The Bronte, Bronte Cemetery, right. You've got, they're down to their last plot of land they've like we've only got room for one and then you go in and you do that you have the lowering up and down and you, you have the whole show of it and people go oh we, we want to come visit and you go oh we've, we're, we've got a new uh, that was the last plot so we've got a new visiting policy you've got to call ahead and then you've got the tombstone and you just change out the tombstone or yeah, yeah. make a digital screen one like a McDonald's uh, McDonald's menu and the family rolls up and they, you scan the license plate on the car and you're like fucking quick <laughs> flip it around yeah, mate. Or you should. You know what the thing is? Who cares? Just put them in a put them in a big pit and then just have a swipe screen that you can just flick through and see your name. Where's my nan? Oh, there she Where's is. Mine? Oh, it's actually arrogant wonderful. when you think of humans. Like they they act like they've had enough impact in the world that they need to be recognised forever. Here, I'm like the idea of that is so toxic to me that they think oh because of their fruit and veg stall that someone gives a fuck about them forever. Like it's a fleeting moment that you get to experience. Mm-hmm. The idea that you have to leave your mark and legacy on other people is actually disgusting. That you, that you know, you're like, I want a, a limit, a finite resource. I want a section sealed off for me forever. That's how good I am that I deserve. A section of land is mine forever. A thousand years time, it's still mine. 
I don't give a fuck that you've run out of resources and you need that space. I exist forever because I sold fruit and veg down at the market and that was important. I've never been to a like a burial burial. It's always been uh, like viewing and then they, they do the, they do the uh, coffin thing, but then they go and cremate them. Like it's all, all been cremation. Dude, I saw one. It's so sad. I saw my one mate like putting his dad and then he kissed the coffin and it was so sad, man, because he did all these long lips and he went mm, and I was just like, <laughs> I knew his dad. It, it really like made me sad, eh? Less tongue, mate. Less tongue. This is a lot. This is a, this is too much. Yeah. The the issue is if you imagine if you didn't get many numbers, like, I wouldn't get many. <laughs> Stressed. No, you would, man. There'd be people who'd be very happy to see you put in the ground. The only way I could get people to come along is we set it up as an open mic so people can come <laughs> and get a spot, Dude, hop up. Your just your coffin's got a stage on the top of it. Yeah, yeah. It. <laughs> it's very uncomfortable because it's six foot by six foot by three Dude, foot. <laughs> it's the only stage. way anyone would listen to my stand up. I forced them to listen to my my hour at yeah. the ceremony because yeah, Wolfie actually stopped. recorded a eulogy ahead of time and he wanted this played. Um, it goes for goes for fifty eight minutes. <laughs> Dude, there was an Irish guy that did that and it was a recording. Let me out! I'm still in here. And he had recorded it before. Help! Help! I'm in here. And it seemed dark, but fuck people out. Yeah, He had prepared it because he knew his terminal. And rather than going like, I love you so much, which everyone knows, he just did a a joke recording. (laughs) They fucked up! Let me out! I'm going down! And he made them put that recorder in. And it was fucking cool, eh? This weekend is going to be absolutely massive at White Lady Funeral Holdings Proprietary Limited. There's never been a better time to invest. Australia's death rates are skyrocketing during quarter three, and you don't want to sit down on our next earnings report. Colon cancers, COVID, and cerebrovascular disease. Dementia is on the rise, and heart diseases continue to rip holes through families around the country. Deaths are up by 30, 40, even 50% with our bottom line hot on their heels. Visit the White Lady Funerals Investment Center this weekend, right next to the Boost Truce at Westfield Hallensvale, and bet on a sure thing. Man, to maximize uh, maximize your revenue stream and profitability as uh, uh, the owner of a, of a burial ground or a cemetery, uh, surely by now someone would have opened a cemetery and just started digging deeper. Like you go, all right, well, six feet yeah. under, what about 12 feet under? And then every two feet above that, you stack another coffin up and the family plot of land goes from being like a, you know, like fucking like eight eight plots to one plot and you stack them up like fucking but like a car park totally man that makes sense and you know this is why i was thinking of the egyptians because they sort of anointed and what's it called in, in, embalmed yeah the the body because they were yeah. smart enough to realize like we don't do it because we're dumb fucks so the fle- flesh rots and it's just the worst depraved exit mm-hmm. they drained all the blood got it so that it stayed the same all way the brain out through the nose yeah man yeah I'm like, when did we stop doing that practice? There must have been one day where they go, you know what? Fucking, we don't have time. Just chuck him in. Well, I look, I looked this up because I wanted to, I wanted to be taxidermied. That was, I thought mm. that would be fucking hilarious if you could have. 
which they don't do. Your human taxidermy isn't legal, but it is still legal to fly your body over to uh, to Egypt. And for I think I think it's like between twenty and fifty thousand dollars, you can you, they'll make you into a sarcophagus of varying quality. Oh, mate, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So fifty grand, and you get like a proper fucking. Like, I was a pharaoh, like, this is my image on the front, and you've been mummified sarcophagus. And then, man, have that in... That that goes in the house. That doesn't go underground. Yeah, like, man. Well, that, like that passes down the generations of Armstrongs who are like, well, this is fucking weird, but, uh, yeah, my dad died, and then uh, apparently my great-great-great-uncle... Uh, yeah, was he was he was holding onto his coffin in the attic. Oh, oh, well, I say coffin; it's a sarcophagus, and now we've got to put it in our two bedroom. Dude, <laughs> it's actually space so clever because in the living room. <laughs> but, but you know what's so good? Because uh, in a thousand years, they they would have thought you're someone really special. They're like, we've never seen a treatment like this. This is a pharaoh. This guy must have been royalty. We've got to invest his family, but you're actually just in a two bed a studio apartment. You know, and that's where they found your ruins. And they're like, oh, he's a special man. Hank just said, imagine coming home, like bringing a lady home and she sees your uh, your coffee table as your dad's coffin. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. And she's like, what yeah. is this? And it's like, oh, it's Pops. Yeah, no. Dude, why don't they do that with statues? Statues should be the actual person and you just tip bronze or copper on the body and then uh, have that at the park. Well, I think they why did do they it, always make it? They did at some point, right? Like they were doing that, but then they stopped. <laughs> but now people are people are so emotional about statues, but it's just an idea. I don't. Yeah, it'd I don't be way get, yeah, it'd be way cooler if you were inside the statue. That's what I'm saying. If you saw Winston Churchill and you're like, "Holy fuck, the guy's in there, the bones, he got fucking <laughs> burnt and molted." And checked, dude, I have to go now because I've had mental health issues. Uh, all right, picks of the week. Well, you know what's killing it? Nova has been ticking along ever since. Uh, well, I had one and a half cents. Three cents. Mm. I would have made three mil, but whatever. I didn't well, no, we don't, we're not talking. We can't talk in those terms. What? <laughs> we can't talk in the would have, should have, could have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, anyway, I was in it a few well. years ago, but it's finally going. It's 19 cents, looking pretty strong. And then IPB is an interesting one because interest has vanished. But I rang the director and I spoke to him and he, he swore a lot, but he was like, mate, it's a fucking sure thing. It's fucking, we, we wouldn't have done that work unless the money was there. He said, I've been seeing people write that he's a barista on Hot Copper. He's a barista, the finance guy. And yeah. then um, he was like, it's fucking done, mate. I've seen the bank note. Really? Uh, they should be a million dollar coming through this week. So we'll find out. If he's a bipolar... Is it, is it still trading? Is it like... Is, is there no, a it's tra- still trading, but we'll find out this week because he reckons a million dollars is going to come in of the 25 as a, a non-refundable deposit. Ooh. So I'm hoping that hits. And then he's still saying it's a sure thing. There's 25 mil. So, I mean, it's a great trade, but who knows? These people are perennial liars. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You have been When I ring before. up and go, where's the money? He'll be like, it's a great trade. <laughs> There's just a delay. The banks are being weird at the moment. The guy used the wrong colour pen. I'll be like, what? Where's the money? And he'll be like, mate, we're not going to get it this time. But we've met some people from the Broncos that are willing to give us a donation. You know, it's just every time. Yeah. There's another reason. What? So that's good. Brain chip's been going all right. Yeah, and fucking the, the rest brain chip. Is, I don't want to hear about brain chip. I hate brain chip. Miso, miso is really in peril, man, because it's yeah. like REM cell was a uh, delay. Heart was okay, but there's big distance between the, it and cash flow, and now it's got the back treatment to come. 
The only thing that can really save it now is the partnership, which will validate the product rather than the FDA validating it. It will bring it right ahead. So what's the go with their current partner. partnership? Do they think that that's not going to hold or what? No, well they, you'll get a global partner come out of the blue, which will validate the entire which product. Is, which is not the same as their current big pharma partner. that they've. That they no, they have. don't have anyone for heart or back. Oh, and they that obviously was got the heart trials. So everyone's right. like, oh, dubious about the stats. Yeah. But if a big uh, uh, farmer comes in and uh, pumps in cash, then well, then it does. It means fuck all whether the FDA is approved or not. There's the proof of product. So that could save it. But what a fucking unmitigated disaster, man! Mm. Years following that, mm. and um, still a great product, but just so many ball drops by the management. Aussie broadband was a, a pick from you a long time ago. Yeah, um, I love that, which man. Is, yeah, which has actually done quite well. It's come out from like what? It's a, a good solid business, man. It is a good solid business. Come out from... Uh, and then I've got those um, oil and gas plays. I still like both of them. What did, um, I, what did I open at? What did Aussie broadband open at? $1.90 and now it's up to $2.60. Did that you was, know what I... Good one. That was a very, very nice pick from you, Wolfie. What's it at? Two. Two sixty up from one ninety. Oh fuck! I had I had its money in that shit. Do you still have money? Do you still have money in it? No, but I saw it at uh, I saw it at two twenty. Yeah, you you called it at open, which was at a dollar ninety, and like a dollar eighty four was the lowest you could have gotten it for. Yeah, I'm saying I had some, and I just never got back around to it. This job drives me fucking insane. (laughs) Fuck. Uh, and then our good friends at WGO have been just treading fucking water again. It's not, a, it's, it's not my fault. It's just delays. Do you know, I can't anticipate that mistake. So we've got to wait for the next drill campaign. So it's just more well, waiting. There, been, there haven't been any more announcements, have there? They're just, they had, no, they had uh, some the, gas the thing, and they were like, oh, we don't know The thing that can jackknife it is we'll do W4, yeah. but then also a partnership or a takeover. I mean, a merge, not a partnership, emerging or takeover could yeah. light it up. And then Buru I still like. But the, the problem is these, I've realised, are more like three to five month plays now. Right. Like they're not coming off as quickly as you do. I don't think they're going to just go through the roof. Nova might. Nova might actually crack out because they're going to increase their gold, their gold, per, yeah, their, their, their jork. Yeah. I'm very happy to see strategic elements pulling back a little bit, um, peaking out at 92 cents and then dropping to 62. Oh, you do. How's that? Did you notice... Um, Directors have been dumping the stock <laughs> left, right, and centre. Really? Holy! They've cashed fuck. out all over the place. Fuck yes! They cashed out around a dollar. They've pretty much dumped half their uh, half their holding. They're like, get the fuck out! This is such bullshit. <laughs> so, so you've been buying into the directors' stock. So, like, have fun in that stock. See how you go. Yeah. Watch it drop ninety percent. Fucking splash around. Oh, dude, it. why the fuck did you tell me about ABB? Now I feel depressed. I told you about that last week. I told you because it, it was a good, it was a good call by you. Um, ah! <laughs> so angry. <laughs> I hate this stock. <laughs> Fuck. It's good, man. It's almost doubled. Fuck. <laughs> oh, it's from man. two. No, it's only up like twenty-five percent. Whatever. Twenty-five percent. It's up more than that. It's up fifty percent, man. It was a dollar ninety. It's a dollar two two sixty, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm saying it I really crazy. only got it around $2. Oh, oh, for you, it's only up that much. Yeah. Fuck, man. Waste anyway, I'm going to go now on that sour note. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fuck, I'm pissed off. Ah, I had money in there. IPB better deliver this little fuckhead. I spoke to him on the phone. He better pay. 
Yeah, IPB better come off, man, and fucking WGO better come off too. Oh, dude, well, I'm going, man. I've had a gut full of this. <laughs> I'm see you later, man. Catch ya. Such an angry person. Uh, I'm yeah, in a sure. bad mood. I told you we I, shouldn't have potted today. No, I'm you didn't. You didn't say that at all. You said yesterday, oh, I'll pod tomorrow. We'll pod tomorrow. Then, yeah, oh, but I then when I woke pod. up today, I, I dreaded it. Me. Yeah, because you out I fucking sp- drinking and taking ecstasy all night again, I imagine. I did drink, but I'll see you later. <laughs> Catch you later. Have a good one. And also the other thing. Cheers, man. Yeah, probably. All right. All right. Bye. Uh, sure thing. Dot money. That's the website. Uh, go fuck yourselves. And uh, I'll be. I'll, I'll stream later for editing. Leveraging your home. Margin personal loans. Hedged by put contracts. Holding 15 overexposed bad positions Looming threat of liquidation